Um, so, would you make a burger on a waffle maker? You would not insult my intelligence, Ashley. You would not. <laughs> I have a standard to uphold. I only cook amazing shit. What if that's all you had? They would never... Why would you have a waffle maker but not a stove? You could be out in the woods. Where are you going to plug the waffle maker? Um, they don't make portable waffle makers that I'm aware of. And if they do, why the fuck do you have one? I mean, also, if you're going to cook meat in the forest, you should probably have things prepared for you to cook meat. You should also just make a fucking fire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can use sticks. And make a fire. So why would you use a waffle maker? That literally makes no sense. Um, they just were using, they saw somebody use waffle makers for other shit. And they said, hey, I'm going to try to use it. For these burgers. Yeah, because the waffle is, fries. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. So, no, it don't work that way. Secondly, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. So, it don't work that way. Well, these people said, didn't even know. They don't know. That's all I'm going to say. They were doing some novelty shit. They probably saw some on TikTok and shit and thought they were smart. They, they also pronounced um, Laurie's as Laurie's. Well, black people pronounce it that way, too, to be fair. I've never heard a black person say Lori's. I've always heard Lori's. No, there's plenty of black people. Black Black people people don't pronounce shit right. It's pronounced Lori's. But but black people don't pronounce shit right. I've always heard Lori's. They still pronounce Lasser as Lasher. Yeah, and Shoner, Shoner, Shoner. Exactly. Black people don't pronounce shit right. So I've actually heard more people say Lori's than Lori's for sure. All the black people I know said Lori's. Yeah, but you don't really know a lot of black people, Ashley. Once oh, shut up. I do. Your, your, black, your black people are not like real black people. They're like bougie, went to, lived in Southfield. Back no, the lies. Lives. Sir, I grew You're up on the west side of Detroit. Yeah, but like the, like the far west side, like like right on the border of the suburbs west side. It's fine. I get it. Cool. No, I was actually closer to Dearborn when I grew up. Exactly, my boy. <laughs> no, no, that's still, I mean, because we was in the Joy Road, near the Joy Road area, so... Which um, part of Joy Road? There's part of Joy Road that's not bad. So it depends on what part of... Uh, right near of, Exit 9, we were right near the Southfield Freeway. Exactly my point. <laughs> it's not that bad. Uh, yeah, no... Uh, it's not that bad. You're on the, the cusp. You're on the cusp. No, no. Yeah. No, th- yeah. that's that's because you're an east sider. No, so. I know the city of Detroit very well. I've lived, I've lived on the west side just as long as I've lived on the east side uh-huh. now, ma'am. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck are you talking about? Right. All the stories I've heard you tell were east side stories. I've never... What, what east side story have I ever told? Everything bad ever happened In to me. In high school. Well, yeah, I lived on the east side, but I spent more time on the west side when I wasn't in school. In the summertime, I spent more time on the west side because my cousins all lived on the west side. Yeah. So all the bad shit I was into all happened on the west side. <laughs> all the dumb shit I did all happened on the west side. <laughs> Nothing bad to me ever happened on the east side. Mostly because people knew how to fuck with me on the east side. Wait, I thought the whole, like, blood crip thing was the east well, side. Well, it was just niggas in our hood being dumb, but all the bad shit that happened. That was, I mean, I guess that was bad, but I don't really. I'm, I'm talking about real shit, not like that. That a nigga hitting me don't, that don't count as bad. Guns being involved is bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's worse. <laughs> so... I mean, bad I ever saw or got into was on the west side. Violence is bad, period. It depends on who's pre- perpetrating the violence and for what reason. If you deserve the violence, then it's not best of that. I mean, I mean, bad for the person who's receiving it because they don't like it, but the reality is if you deserve it, you deserve what you got. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that being said, I should probably introduce the podcast correctly. So I'm Will K. The King, and this is the Down With The King podcast, episode 75. As unfortunately, yeah, we're at 75, wow. As mm. usual, much to my chagrin. The start of the show. I can't find someone who's actually qualified to do this shit after like, That's because you know, nobody is qualified except me. the bottom of the barrel. Matter of fact, this is equivalent to a scab replacing people when they are people on strike. Oh, so you, you? hire some bottom of the barrel people who just need to you work. You shouldn't talk about yourself right. like that. No, this is my show because well, I'm definitely not the scab here. Um, but you are. No, because this show is named for me, whatever the case may be. Uh-huh. Um, Ashley K.A.Y. is here today. Um, she never gets applause because nobody cares. No, um, people actually love me, though. No one likes you, Ashley. It, yeah, no, I it's tolerate you. you. It's just you, For though. the most part, because I am a charitable person. And I like to support the downtrodden and the lesser fortunate and the lower IQ folks of the world. And it just so happens you that you fit into all those categories, like that, Ashley. And so the day I met you, I was like, I could take her under my wing and maybe make her better. Unfortunately, it failed because she's just not fixable. But, you know, she's still, she's made some improvements either Lies. way. She's still an emotional wreck. No, that, don't don't I you dare it. over-exaggerate I get for the it. people. It's cool. Don't you for dare the over people. Don't lie for yeah, the people. Exaggerate for the people. The people. Don't lie for the one rating you get for this. If I don't get no ratings, it's because of you too, nigga. No. <laughs> I highly doubt it. I am the reason there is a rating. No, no. <laughs> Let's be clear. No one likes you. The yeah. only thing they like is I argue with you. No, that that's you who because just doesn't like me. They, my insults are amazing. Um, Not really. With but, that being said, okay. welcome everyone. Um, I'm going to warn y'all now. I'm probably going to piss people off on this podcast. When do you uh, not piss people no, no, off? No, 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 no. When I tell you I've been waiting to do this episode for two weeks, doing the Birdman hand rub, watching niggas on social media lose their minds over shit, mm-hmm. or say dumb shit, or listen to other podcasts say dumb shit, I'm just like, yo... Well, when do they not say dumb shit? Yeah, but it's been extra dumb shit, and I need to I I need to vent. There's gonna be some ranting. I'm gonna let y'all know that now, so don't be surprised because I'm about to be on one because I've been waiting so long. That being said, we have quite a few things to get to, so we can start in order. Dave Chappelle. The god of comedies. I am going to preface my statements about this because I didn't say what she said. Granted, I am a Dave Chappelle fan. I think Dave is an amazing comedian. Yes. However, so I'm going to preface it by saying, you know, they always say you should start with love. You should start with love. Uh-huh. I love, I am a Dave Chappelle fan. I am. However, that is not when being a fan, and this is going to be also going to get into fan versus stan culture too in a minute because that's going to lead to another topic as well. But starting with Dave, um, what, I, what I find, unfortunately, is when people are fans of somebody, they, especially in the black community, if they are fans of somebody, they are very reluctant to hold them accountable for their bullshit um, or when they do shit that is wrong. 
And a lot of times the justification, especially within the black community, is like, well, or like people do shit to us, so why can't we do it to other people? Which also gets to my conversation I've had multiple times about how either we want equality or we want access to white supremacy. We just want to not be the people. We want to be people punching down instead of the people who are getting punched on. Which I feel like it's just like if you were in an abusive relationship or let's say you grew up in an abusive household, mm-hmm. the last thing you, you should want to do is perpetuate that same trauma that you experienced on other people. So as a black person who's been marginalized in society since forever, you should not want to then do the same to other marginalized groups. So with that being said, Dave dropped his uh, sixth special. It's called The Closer on Netflix. The final. The final of his Netflix uh, deal. I'm sure he's going to do other things with them, but that's of his initial deal that he signed with Netflix. This is the last of those specials. So Dave has talked... So one of the big topics of Dave's um, show was people accusing him of being transphobic. Um... Because he's touched on it in a couple of other specials, but he went more into depth on this one. I think it was about 27 to 30 minutes of the set was about this. And one of the arguments I hear from people is that, well, everybody get you know, it's only fair. Everybody gets joked on. We talk about everybody. I said, and my response to that is this. So let me preface it. Let me go back and say, okay, so basically Dave went to a lot of, he made a lot of comments about trans people. He made, you know, he, he's not transphobic, but then saying he is transphobic. He kind of went back and forth saying this shit multiple times throughout the special. Um, he made comments about their genitalia um, and different things like that. He uh, um, he he also told a story. He told a story about this uh, this transphobic uh, trans uh, transgender comedian that opened for him on tour. Um, and I'm going to get into why that was problematic. Um, not the, t- the person, you know, tour, but his example, his use of that person, his, his, uh, comedy. Um, however, and all his overarching point was basically the trend, the, the LGBTQ community has too much power and black and somehow, and basically black people are envious of the power you guys have. Cause it feels like you guys, people acquiesce to what y'all want. We've been trying to get the same type of level of respect and power for years and we haven't. That was that was the point he was trying to get across. So I heard different. What did you hear? Really quick. So basically in the opening, uh, they said that Dave was saying, like, you know, I have an agenda to get across. Um, from what I know, basically Dave's point was to compare and contrast how it's just like every time something happens, you know, to black folks, it's okay. But you can't say anything about the LGBT community or else you're shunned. So he was doing that on purpose to kind of bring up the comparison to see like, oh, it's okay if we if a black person like he, you know, got into the baby example, like the baby killed a nigga. Y'all didn't have an issue with that. But the minute he says something about gay people, it's, oh, he's shunned for life. So I'm going to attack that point. Okay. The white people aren't the ones that allowed baby to get away with that. We did. The white people didn't know who the baby was when that shit happened. He hadn't crossed over yet. Baby was still a nigga, an underground nigga, still coming up when that happened. Mm-hmm. So 
it's not like it was when Snoop got caught a case and he was the top nigga in the industry when it happened. So everybody knew about it. Niggas found out about the baby. Baby was punching niggas and shooting niggas on internet for a while, but it was only aware in the black community because white people hadn't, he hadn't crossed over. He didn't cross over to the the album or all them other songs was on with Bop and all that shit was on. He was, he'd been around before that. So, Yes, he did shoot a nigga. First of all, it was in self-defense, so you can't leave that part out. It wasn't like he just right. went and murked a nigga in cold yeah, blood. Yeah, Charlemagne talked about that like, part on the you Breakfast can't, Club, You can't though. just make it seem like it was like he just went and shot a nigga in cold blood. The nigga tried to uh, uh, rob him, and he shot him in self-defense. So we can't act like that was a big thing. So no, we're not going to cancel a person. It's just like we are, me and you know, Scott Hall killed a nigga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what? The point is, just, it, the circumstance does matter. So you can't just say, yeah, he shot a nigga. Yeah, in self-defense. So you can't leave that part out because you only left that part out because it fits your narrative. Because if you wanted to just tell the whole story that, hey, yeah, he shot a guy. Yeah, it was in self-defense. Then you that kills your whole argument. That's the reason why he left that out. So it's not a comparison because the point is we as black people allowed that, which is a whole part of this is that he missed. So, yes, you're right. He can say that when you say something about the LGBTQ community, people are held accountable versus if you say anything about black people, you can get away with it. First of all, it's not true. Because there's a number of people who've said shit about black people who have been held accountable. Um, Shit, Donald Sterling lost a whole fucking NBA team. His whole team got taken away from him. Mm -hmm. Because his comments that he, some leaked video audio came out. Nigga got exiled from the NBA. He's a billionaire, and he got exiled. Yeah, I mean, I So y'all can't like... say that white people aren't being held accountable. The issue is this, and this is the part that Dave missed with his whole point. Whenever somebody talks about the LGBTQ community versus the black community, that's the problem. Because the LGBT community is not separate from the black community, and that's where the issue is. Is a, is a key word into this intersectionality. The LGBT community is not a separate community from white, black, or any other race because all of those races have people within that community. It crosses all of those communities, so you can't separate their experience and their benefit, whatever they're doing, or whatever is being people being held accountable for their mistreatment. You can't say that, but then separate it from black people because they're not a separate entity because you're ignoring black, trans, black, queer people within that community when you say that because you're treating them like they're separate, like they're other than than saying, yo, we have people within the community. What the issue is, and this is the point that he the point he may have been trying to make, but he should didn't. The issue is not queer and trans people who have more advantages than black people not because they're queer what he's pointing to or what he should have been pointing to because other people within the queer community point to this as well white people within the queer community using their existing white privilege to co-op the movement so it's not that they're getting advantages because they're queer they're getting advantages because they're white, which already existed anyway. They have white privilege innately. So it's not going to change because they're queer. 
it may hurt them to some extent because they may they may have been held back from certain rights and things like that. But once that shit changed, now their white privilege is on full display because now they've co-opted the whole movement where now it's more about them. And there are people within that community who've already pointed that out. People of color, black people, all those people who've pointed out that issue. So they're very aware of it. But when he talks about, he just generalizes the LGBT community versus black community, he misses the mark because you're ignoring the fact that there are black people that are part of that community. The other issue is this. Black people, when black trans people specifically are targeted, are literally targeted more than anybody right now. This has been one of the bloodiest years in, in, in ever, and it changes every year because black trans people are being attacked and murdered and all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. That is a common thing. He's ignoring that because he, and I understand he's trying to focus in on, he's trying to draw this comparison, but you're not, when you say they're punching down on you, you need to specify that you're talking about white trans people because black trans people, but when you just generalize it, you make all these, and the problem, and the other problem is this. We can all say, because this is the one thing I keep hearing people say, it's just jokes, he's a comedian. You're right, he is a comedian. But you do, so, but everybody, everybody, everybody has a thing that goes too far. Because what you don't see, people don't seem to understand, and, and black people should know this better than anybody. Because based on that logic, blackface was supposed to be comedy. It was. It was supposed to be. Com- it was. It was literally comedy. Yeah, it's, it's what mocking it was. black people. It was supposed to be. It was. It was mocking, but it was supposed to be. It was comedy. So, but you. So you can't get mad. Shoot, Dave Chappelle himself has famously said the reason he walked away from the Chappelle show yeah. is because he got to a point where he felt like the white people were starting to laugh at him mm-hmm. and not with, with him. him. Yeah. So you can't say you got to a point where you felt like you were the joke, it was going too far, but then not understand why people in that community think you're going too far. You can't do that. Because you're ignoring their plight, but understand, but you understand it from your point of view, but you're ignoring what they're saying. That's not okay. Well, I read that the the actual comedy special was dedicated to a trans. Yeah, that- and that's that's another issue. You pointing out the one trans person that agreed with you is basically the same thing as I got a black friend. And that's exactly what he did. He well, I used, mean, they knew each other, though. Yeah, like they had right. a real she common def- relationship. The, it, like, the, she opened for him on tour. Yeah, and she, she got for, shunned by the LGBT no, no, she community. No, she didn't, though. That's the thing. That's the other thing. The LGBT community is not the ones that came after. Well, they, like, yo, but it was white people. It wasn't, like, the community at, at Large, but it was still people and in people the LGBT. And that's fine, but they're not. It's but you, but you can't then say social media is not real. But then point out how your friend killed herself because of social media. Those things are not. You can't say that. You can't say social media is not real, and I don't. It's, it's not real. But then at the same time, say, oh, but social media is a real a reason they they harass my friend on social media, and that's why she killed herself. And that wasn't the only reason that that wasn't the only factor. That's another thing. He's pointing out that one thing and making that the holy only reason she killed herself and not the other thing she was dealing with, which is part of the issue. You're using you're you're using the narrative to support your argument. The other thing is this. You were using her because you're telling us how she defended you and stuff like that. And that and so that justifies what you're saying. It's no different than a white person telling me they have a black friend, so huh, so now they can say certain things, or they can say nigga, or what, because they have a black friend. That's not, it's, it's the same trope. Mm-hmm. You can't use that argument, but then get mad when white people try to use it. Because that's exactly what he did. I, have a tra- I had a trans friend. 
So I'm allowed to say these things. Or this is my trans friend agree with me. So you use the one person, that's just like a black person, a white person saying, well, this black guy, this my black friend, Bob, uh, Robert, he, he agrees with me. He's my friend. So fucking what? That's literally how the fucking conservatives have used the token black guy in their, their fucking party for years now. Hey, but this one black guy, he's the good one. He agrees with us. That's what he just did. He did the exact same thing. So while I understand his overarching point, he didn't make it very well. But black people love Dave Chappelle. There are also black people who have an issue with the LGBT community anyway, because there's a lot of homophobia and transphobia that has been existing in the black community forever. Mm-hmm. So it is still a very taboo thing in our community. So even shit, whenever you would hear a black person act like a gay person, it was always extra flamboyant. It was always this caricature of what they believe gay people were. Because, uh, it's and the thing is, it's no different than when black people were prefer, um, per, portrayed in certain films and TV. We were always portrayed as certain very hood and not very vocal, like they couldn't talk well or they weren't well-spoken. They were always just really loud and ghetto. It's the same thing. It's all these tropes and stereotypes that we use and we use for them as well. And it's like we're perpetuating shit on them that was perpetuated on us and ignoring the fact that we have people in our families, our friends, or people we associate with, or people we know who are a part of that community who are being looked at and shunned, who would not have been allowed to be themselves, who have been looked down on and stuff like that. And the problem is this. Yes, it is comedy and he is making jokes. And yes, everybody has, everybody gets joked about, everybody, you know, it's that's that's yeah, that's fine. But what happens is this. While yes, you are using this rhetoric as a joke. There are people who now, especially in this era of social media, will take the shit you're saying and use that as a confirmation of what they already felt. And that's the reason why those people are dying in the streets. It's just no different than when people use stereotypes about black people and now people believe that those stereotypes and to the point where that's how they judge black people because they don't know it before they even know them. It's the reason why if I, a black man walks down the street, white people walk across the street because they heard or saw on the news that this is what they this is what they believe about white or this is the story and what they've been told about black people for so long. So when they see them, they automatically assume their thugs are scary. It's it's a it's a thing. So when you rep when you you, you all you do is spout these stereotypes or these fears and you just you're it's fear mongering to an extent. And I under, he needs to understand the power of his voice as Dave Chappelle when he says stuff like that. Because while yes, you 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 were I understand the point he was trying to make, but the point you're trying to make it a us against them thing, and that's not the case. Because the us against them narrative ignores the fact that we have people within that community. So if my cousin, who's a gay person, is in that community, and you're talking about, you know, and it's 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 just it just becomes a thing because you're ignoring them. If I had a family member who was trans, and you basically just generalize that they're all in a position well I think but he also made a a point in there that he was just saying like I he does not hate them however he doesn't agree with certain things that's that's like black people saying I don't hate black people but but there's always a but that's the problem it's always what comes after the but it's always what because you can always say yeah that's a great guy but it's always what comes after the but every time there's a but it's always going to be something totally opposite what you just said and that's the problem if he had just said, I don't hate trans people. Yeah, there are plenty of white people who say, I don't hate black people. But then mm-hmm. they're going to do hateful shit. You can say, I don't hate them. Your behavior and your words and your rhetoric spouts 
hateful things. So that's the problem. It's the reason why so many trans people are getting murdered because of that same type of fear. And that's my issue with Dave. And like I said, I love Dave. I've always been a friend of Dave. But you can't be Dave Chappelle and have these feelings about how white people looked at you at one point and, and felt, oh, you started to feel like, hey, they're laughing a little bit too much and I feel like they're laughing at me and not with me. And then, and it felt like they're laughing at stereotypes now and not understanding the nuance of it, but then do that exact same thing to another community. That's my issue. You can't, you should understand that. And I feel like he doesn't. And all he did, it's like a confirmation bias. If you already feel a certain way about a community and one person validates your feelings, and in case Daphne is trans friend, now, oh, I'm right. I can just double down on it. And that's exactly what he did. I doubled down on it. And I understand the point he was trying to make, but again, he ignored the intersectionality. His Even his argument about little baby, the, uh, the baby was dumb, because like I said, you ignored the fact that it was self-defense. Mm-hmm. Also, that shit happened when the baby wasn't even the pop nigga. He was still... I mean, that's why he also said, like, well, white people, you probably didn't know about this, but... The and that's the... But, yeah, but so bringing it up was pointless then, because it doesn't make, it doesn't fix your argument. Because again... Because even if you say that part, but you leave out the self-defense part, it doesn't... And that's about... Tw- it's no different than when talk, people like Tucker Carlson will make an argument, but not will leave out very important facts that that will shoot down their own argument. You're, you're uh, purposely omitting information that would change the entire story. It changes the entire story. And that's when it tells me you're being disingenuous because you only brought this story up to try to prove a point. But if you tell the whole story, it doesn't prove your point. It just doesn't. So also, let's be clear. And we gonna, this is going to transition into the John Gruden story because when that came out, especially after the second batch of emails, did you know about the story? Of who? John Gruden. Okay. So John Gruden is uh he was he was the he was at the he was a he was the right coach of the uh, Oakland Raiders back in the day. Then he, he won the Super Bowl with Tampa, and then he left football and was working for ESPN for about ten years. Okay. On Monday Night Football. Two years ago, he went back to the Raiders, signed a ten year deal for ten million dollars a year, blah, blah blah whatever. Um, he's always a coach. They always say look like Chucky or whatever. Whatever. <laughs> okay. So whatever the case may be. So there's an investigation into the Washington football team for a toxic work environment, uh, women coming out talking about mistreatment and misogynistic behavior and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a whole NFL investigation into this. So last Friday, um, there was a report that came out in the Wall Street Journal that said, and that was the first thing people were like, Wall Street Journal usually report on stuff like this. So there had to be some rich people that, gave, that leaked this information. Basically came out that there were some emails that John Gruden had sent while he was working at ESPN back in 2010. And it was about DeMore, uh, it was about DeMore Smith. DeMore Smith was the, he is the executive director of the NFL Players Association, the union, right? He's a black guy. Mm-hmm. And he had basically made the comment that DeMore Smith has lips like a mission, his lips like, Michigan tires, which is an old like black people trip uh, trope about how it's happened. Like, so it was like it was racist in nature, blah blah blah, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But that was the only email that come out, right? It's the only thing he also spelled his name because his name is D Morris Smith. He spelled it like Dumb Morris Smith, something like that, right? Like it was really stupid. It yeah. was really like old timey racism, whatever. Mm-hmm. But so the email came off. Yeah, that, that news broke, um, and so it was kind of it was talked about over the weekend. 
ultimately when they, they asked him about it, he said, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'll have a real racist moment about it. You know, the same thing that any, you know, all the white guys will say, right? But it was only the one email. And it was 10 years ago, right? So with that being said, the other issue is this. A bunch of his former players, black guys, mind you, all came to his defense. Even his from his former co-workers at ESPN, black people came to his defense. John's not racist. And they're like, hey, what should happen with nothing? Except for what's happened, he's being held accountable in the media. Nothing else should have happened. They're asking, should he lose his job? So you have prominent black people coming to his defense, saying John's not racist. John's a good guy. Never had a problem with John. So when you have all these prominent black people, if I'm the organization, I don't want this to go further. But hey, I, I got justification because first of all, it's old. So I can't, you can't prove a pattern of behavior because it's one email. I also have all these black people coming to his defense. I can reprehend him, man, him behind the scenes, but I can at least, I can blow, this is going to blow over. And that's essentially what happened. Because from a business standpoint, I can get away. This is a little bit, it, it was 10 years ago. He wasn't working for us at the time. I can kind of let that blow by. And plus these black people came to his defense. So over the, it goes away. It, kind of was, it was still talked about on Monday, but nothing happened. Nothing came of it. Tuesday. What was it Monday? It was Monday, Monday night. Announcement came up. John Gruden is no longer the coach of the Raiders. <laughs> but not because of that. The reason ha what happened is more emails came out. New York Times does an article and they reveal seven or eight more years of other emails where he is being racist, mm. misogynistic, homophobic, all kinds of stuff, right? Now, he made comments about Eric Reed, who he raped um, in the, the, the uh, players that were protesting. He, uh, he, he called the commissioner a faggot. Uh, he, he did a lot of stuff. Uh, apparently, they were sending, he was sending, and mind you, he was, it was like the white one, I guess the, the general manager of the Washington football team at the time was his, I guess, a former colleague of his. So he was, they were friends. And his, this is the guy he was emailing. And a couple, it was a couple other people in his, team, his email thread. But, they were sending topless pictures of some of the cheerleaders that worked for the team. It was like, it was a bunch of crazy shit mm -hmm. in these emails. And mind you, this shit was like over a seven to eight year period. A lot of emails, right? So now, if you're the team, now you see a pattern of behavior. It's not just one isolated incident. It's a pattern of behavior. Mm -hmm. Now we got to do something. And so he has to step, he, he leaves. Which he was, he was pretty much forced out. But he says, I resign, blah, 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 whatever, right? Right. Well, in in lieu of the Dave Chappelle special, and him arguing that if you say something about gay people, you're gonna get fired or have to leave, versus when you say something about black people, they all took that narrative around and said because the headlines keep focusing on the homophobic stuff he said, because it just says he's fired for saying misogynistic and homophobic stuff, and black people just hung on the fact that it says homophobic didn't read the emails and point out the reason they didn't say racist remarks is because they already said racist remarks in the previous headline. So you're not going to repeat the same headline. You're going to say the additional things that were added. That's just how headlines work. So if you read the article, you would see, he said all kinds of, like when I tell you, like people were joking, like he hit every community. People was like, the only community he didn't hit was like the Jewish community and maybe the Cuban community. But outside of that, everybody got hit in these emails. Like he was, he's just an old, he's just an all, mm. all around fucking fuckhead. He just don't like nobody. 
uh, he was even mad about some of the player safety things they were they were trying to change to make the player safer. Like he didn't kill. Like he's like is like. Dude. Is he some bitter white man? Like, yes, basically what it was. It was a bunch of old bitter white men in this whole email trade, right? Uh, chain. So whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. so he lost his job. So then the narrative becomes from black people. See, and and, and not just regular black people. There's another thing, and there's another thing I realized, and we gonna talk about this in a minute. But I just gotta say, you know I mean rappers I've had to unfollow. In the last few months, and actually, probably I'm in the last year sure, yeah. since COVID, really, yeah. Because what I've learned about a lot of, especially some of the ones from the '90s, and even some of the other ones, but a lot, especially men, especially black men, yeah, black rap, like male rappers, them niggas believe every conspiracy theory, <laughs> and them niggas just run with this shit, and so they'll just post a shit like, "Isn't that suspicious? Isn't that susp- no, nigga." Read the like. Would you read some shit? It's not going. The funny part about it is that if they they believe conspiracy theories. It's people out there that think that they are a part of a conspiracy theory. They perpetuate that one too sometimes. Their own conspiracy theory. Well, no, because because that conspiracy only applies to the guys who are at the top of rap and music. Yeah. So really. if you're just a regular rapper, you're not included in that. Because they don't make a comment. Well, you know, I don't want to be a part of this. Why I'm not successful and stuff like that. Like literally, they don't go wrong with this shit. But people like Royce, Royce Nam is one of them. I had to I had to unfollow Pete Rock at one point because of that because he was just spreading bullshit when COVID, about COVID and shit. I'm like, dog, really? Um, famously, I, I went off on Carrie Hilson before because of her. Well, bullshit. you already said you're right. You're grotesque for her. But there's is a bunch of them, and so when this came out, see, when he said the racist shit, nobody cared. When he said some homophobic shit, see what happened. This is exactly what Dave was talking about. No. No, no. Every time people do shit like that, they have no idea what nuance is. If I'm an organization and you do one thing 10 years ago when you didn't work for me, and then I also have people who come into your defense as character witnesses, it's easier for me to sweep that under the rug if it's as an isolated incident. You apologized. People said you were not racist. I got enough people to defend me. When I see seven to eight years of a, the, all the same shit, plus you're attacking other communities, now I can't dismiss it as an isolated incident because it shows a pattern of behavior now. Mind you, he also was the coach of the first openly gay player in the league, and he's being openly homophobic in all the emails. Mm. So it's a combination of a lot of things. It's not just, oh, he was racist before and he got away with it, and now he's doing these other things. No, it's just the amount of shit and the fact that it was recent. It wasn't like they couldn't dismiss it just 10 years ago. Now it's, oh, shit, just like two years ago. And I think, well, okay, so looking at it in that perspective, like, I, I totally get what you're saying, but I think a lot of black people feel like, why does it always have to be, like, why can't we just be taken serious? Like, when we say somebody's doing this to our community, why can't they just do something about it? Why does it have to take, oh, for this to happen, or if they make, you know, sexist marks, it's like they put more power and authority over them versus like, okay, well, he made a racist statement, even though, and it's the whole, like, you know, syndrome of the whole, like, you know, uh, you got to defend the white man. All this that's stuff, the problem. So that's, and they yeah. don't understand that. That's the, see, that is the crux. Cause I, when everybody was talking about that, I ain't hear none of them mentioning the fact, cause I even had this conversation with Dion on, on one of his posts. I'm like, yeah, y'all ignoring the fact that a whole bunch of black people came out and defended this nigga when he first, when that shit yeah. happened. Right. So if I'm a part, if I'm in the position of power in that organization, you just gave me an out. If y'all, the only person that held him accountable was Randy Moss, and I think Keyshawn Johnson, who Keyshawn's been talking bad about Gruden for years. He's been talking about how a nigga fake anyway. Right. He's never liked Gruden since he stopped playing for him. So he's always been 
kind of consistent about his feelings about John Gruden. Yeah. So he wasn't really shocked because he's like, Gruden's always been fake to me. So I, that's, this is none of this surprising me. And uh, Randy Moss like went to, was in tears talking about the shit on NFL. So he's the only one that reacted in a real place. But all these other black players, including Charles Wilson, all the Michigan faves, y'all fave, he was one of them because he used to play for John Gruden. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Brown used to play for John Gruden. Some of the people on ESPN was like, yo, we used to work with him. He, I don't think he's racist. I've never had a bad interaction with John. And blah, yep. blah, blah. Y'all, all y'all did was give them an out by just kind of poo-pooing it. Tony Dungy. Because what they did is they had, on Sunday night, they had Tony Dungy and Mike Tirico talk, and, you know, Tony Junji is an older guy, and he, you know, I don't think he, you know, I don't think, you know, and Tony Junji's always been overly nice, like, he's the one coach I already talking about, he never cussed his players and shit like that, like, Tony, is he extra, he's extra religious and stuff like that, so, Tony is gonna always preach forgiveness and everything, that's just who he is, mm-hmm. so, you have all these prominent black people on TV Defense. shooting him bail, so, as the organization, oh, shit, Plus, they were talking about how it's been 10 years. It was one incident 10 years ago, whatever. He apologized. Call it good. Like, you even had one of his players, his black players, in the freak, when he had to address his team, hug him and ask him, how can I help you? Like, this is, that's the, it's like the whole shit with Amar Arbery. When at the tri- uh, trial, was it Amar Arbery? No, oh, no it was, Botham um, Jean, Botham Jean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When his brother. Yeah, the whole hugged, Amber Geiger scene. Yeah, when they, like, it's the, we yeah. have this innate, uh, like oh why we gotta forgive people and it goes to and it, I mean go I'm I'm, I'm getting it, why is in a certain level of indoctrination and religion but I'm not gonna get into that the point is we have this thing where we have to forgive everybody even though we're the ones that's always been mistreated mm-hmm. we always forgive the people just it's just like the whole idea that us as black people have to be the ones to quote unquote help white people understand yeah. That's not our job. We're the ones that are marginalized. Why? It's not our job to make you feel better or or teach you or get or make you understand why this shit that's been done to us is racist. You should want to, if you truly care, you should be able to find this out. I shouldn't have to tell you a whole sob story because then it feels like I'm complaining instead of you just being honest and Because all and you're going to say is, oh, well, why don't you just get over it? Slavery happened 300 some odd years ago, you know? Um... Also, I, I mean, in that point too, but that's obviously in, in, you know, as far as slavery, like it was ingrained into the minds of black people that, oh, you always got to respect the white man regardless. And, so, and, you, and I agree with that, but that's 400 years ago. Yeah. At some point, y'all got to stop that. Cause, and the problem is that when they, it's either one or the other, either they, they still have this thing about forgiveness and black people are very forgiving or they're on the other total other end of it where they're batshit crazy and you believe in conspiracy theory. So it's like, it's no middle ground a lot of times. It's either, yo, man, we got to be understanding and caring and, and, and talk with love. Or it's, but fuck the everybody. Crazy, but the crazy part, though, is then when it's like, when we kill each other, it's like, fuck that nigga. I ain't never felt go forgive him for killing my brother. I hope he rot in hell. Like, that nigga whole family need to die. Like, it's But just- that's, that's more of a... That's more of a... When you're amongst the wolves, you act like the wolves. Yeah. Because it's a survival of the fittest type. It's, that's just what the idea is. So, um, I had this argument with... Um, and we can, and kind of goes into so one of the things that people talk about with the whole Dave thing, and then even the thing with John Gruden, this whole idea of cancel culture. And I'm gonna say this again. I'll say it here. I'm gonna say it, I've said it multiple times. Cancel culture is a myth. 
Cancel culture is a buzzword used by people in power to tilt to make it seem like it's this bad. This is a social media it's a, thing. It's same. It's the same that happened with, for example, I work in healthcare. When the Affordable Care Act was adopted, in twenty thirteen, mm-hmm. the the conservative right dubbed it Obamacare. The reason being is because for the people who already didn't like Obama, we're gonna tie this thing that we don't agree with directly to him for two reasons. One, if you already hate Obama, you're already going to have a bias against the program. The other thing is if it fails, you're going to blame Obama. So because of that, there's a certain bias against it. So now when like you name something, a certain thing, so it becomes this whole buzzword, but it also makes it easier to people to rail against it. And, oh, it's this thing, oh, my God, blah, 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 blah. Now, but so for example, when <laughs> ACA was being taken away or people were attacking ACA, you got white people on the internet like, I have ACA, I don't have Obamacare, just finding out like, no, those are the same thing. Y'all just fell for the the, the trick, the, the them buzzing, using a buzzword that y'all didn't like to name something that's benefited you for all these years and now you don't understand that you're going to lose that privilege. So when it comes to cancel culture, I firmly believe what cancel culture to me is accountability. That's really what it is. Is if you say some wild shit or you do some wild shit, you're going to be held accountable to it. Now, because my thing is this. Who's actually been canceled that didn't do some shit? Not for what they said, for actually doing some shit. Wait, you're asking. Like, name me one person who's been canceled that didn't actually do something physically to somebody. Uh, Well, they, they apparently tried to cancel Robert Downey Jr. That was stupid. That was more people yeah, not... That's that, that, And that, no, he... Name me someone who's actually been canceled, who we don't, who we don't fuck with, who didn't do something nasty. No, who's somebody? Who's somebody? Who's somebody who got canceled for something they said? That actually stayed. That actually was canceled. Name one. Um. So what was um, Kathy? Um. I can't even. I'm drawing a blank on her last name. The the comedian Kathy Griffin. Griffin. Griffin ain't been canceled. She was canceled for a minute. For what? I think it was... That's my was... point. You can't be, if you're canceled, you're canceled. Right. It's like if they cancel a TV show. Canceled. If you're canceled, yeah. like, that's why I say it. It's not canceling. Because canceling implies that the person's gone. For for good. Yeah, and... It's why it's not. It's just, you said <sighs> dumb shit. You got, you got fucking hit for it. You got knocked. You got knocked down for it. Yeah, thinking about it now, it's like yeah, nobody it's gets canceled. canceled. It's just you being held accountable for saying dumb shit. Because now people, even with uh, and, rapist Kelly, supposed to be staying canceled, but now you got people bitching and moaning like, but you know, but bitches all, still play his music right. because you can't. You got to separate the man from the music. No, you can't because that person used his music as a way to get that dinner shit done. Now, yep. what the issue is this? For example. Um, damn, what was my thought? I just fucking lost my train of thought. But no, nobody's canceled. Everybody's so I had this argument with Ralph, and like I preface this, my best friend Ralph, I love him to death. But Ralph, Ralphie, I've described the best way I can stop describe Ralph is if anybody's ever read a, a X Men comic and know who's who Apocalypse is, that is Ralph. <laughs> Ralph is a firm believer in survival of the fittest. He thinks that our society is "quote unquote" weak today. It, he he hold, he argued he are and so he posted something about freedom of speech, and that's why I posted my post about freedom of speech the other day. I'm gonna repeat this for you people in the back. Freedom of speech 
is your freedom from persecution from the government. It does not protect you from being held accountable to other people. It also does not protect you from me punching you in the fucking mouth as you say some slick shit. It just doesn't. It only protects you from the government. It does not protect you from a nigga on the street. So if you say some slick shit to somebody on the street, that freedom of speech is going to be freedom for me to swing. That's just how it is. So A lot of people don't understand it. And so my point was to him, freedom of speech, I, I, so I just look at it like this. People are just getting punched in the mouth at the corporate, on a corporate level. That's it. You're getting punched in the mouth for saying some dumb shit. That's it. This is on a wider scale. This is really what it boils down to. You say some dumb shit, you got punched in the mouth, keep pushing. That's usually what happens. Now, because then he argued, you know, he talked about how our society is weaker. He gave me an example of his grandmother. And I said, look, Ralph, I loved your grandmother. I, your grandma was amazing to me every time I met her. And you talk about how she came to this country. She was she endured racism and mistreatment and stuff like that. You know, she ended up and then she married a white man, which made it worse and stuff like that. And I said, see, here's the thing, Ralph. And you know, she never she never complained and stuff like that. I said, yeah, you gotta understand something, Ralph. Though, even if she did, nobody would have listened to her because she was a minority. At that time, she had no right. So the difference is now the people who hadn't didn't have a voice to complain or express their frustration about the mistreatment they were receiving, the racism and all the stuff that was being done to them, nobody cared. And that go that went for women of all weight races, black people, now, you know, people members of the LGBT like nobody gave a damn about their plight because you weren't white. Mm-hmm. You weren't in a position of power. You're so a white you, man. And That's so it. you didn't have any rights. So it didn't matter. If you weren't one of the people that they, they viewed as the people who were important in this world, it didn't matter. So yes, well, yes, she, the reason she was quiet and a lot of our answer, our answer, our grandparents endured the shit they did and didn't, and they were and yes, they were definitely strong, but the reason they had no choice is because what the outlet did they have? They didn't have, they couldn't go, therapy wasn't an option for them. They barely, they barely got any. Well, because adequ- therapy was, you know, well, considered for crazy mental illness. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't a, a thing back then. Right. Also, you have to fact, you know, they had nobody, like, they didn't have any other recourse because the society at large didn't value them as real people. They were just others. They were just, you know, they were the downtrodden. They weren't respected. They weren't viewed as people. So they wouldn't have had no, so if she did feel a way, she couldn't express that to nobody because nobody would care. So, the difference now is when people say some slick shit about people in those marginalized communities now, we have a voice to say and call them on their bullshit. So, and that's the issue, is that usually the people who are calling them on the bullshit are not the people in power. The people in power are the ones being called on their bullshit. And so their way of trying to absolve themselves of being held accountable for that shit is to use a buzzword like cancel culture and make it sound like it's some some crazy thing. They're trying to cancel me. They're trying to cancel me. And then when you, you say something enough, people's like, well, nah, we don't want to, we don't like that. We don't cancel. No, we don't want to cancel me. Like, so it becomes this whole thing where y'all get caught up in the whole idea of cancel culture and not really being realizing it's just us holding people accountable for doing bullshit. That's it. That's what it is. And unfortunately, so that's why nobody actually gets canceled for life. The only time people actually get canceled, and realistically, even then, if enough people like you, they still yeah. don't cancel you. That's Bill Cosby and R. Kelly should never be heard from again, and people are still either purchasing their music or supporting them, even though they did fuck shit. And it wasn't like they just said fuck shit. They actually actively did fuck shit to, other to people in our community and all women. kinds of shit. So, yes, and they, they use their power to take advantage of people. And of course, you know, the dumb argument to counterpart that is, well, you know, Hugh Hefner did it, Jerry Lewis did it, 
they got away with it. Woody Allen did it. And it's just like... The same people yeah. who want those niggas held accountable is the same ones that want those other people held accountable. We don't want it either or. We want both. Because when somebody gets canceled in a white community, or generally if the white people stop fucking with them, them niggas are gone. Yeah. We ain't heard from Woody Allen in years. Of course. He's, he's been black. He's been black. So you can't say... That they, they do hold their own accountable. Once they go too far, they hold them niggas accountable. They have they there are limitations and also depends on the situation or whatever the case may be. But there are definitely times where they hold their, their own people accountable too, just like we do. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, though, we are way more forgiving. Because there are always gonna be a statement in our population. Too damn forgiving. We're way too forgiving. And it also speaks to the fact that we don't we there are certain things in our community that we have never addressed. The trauma that have been inflicted on our kids. Oh, absolutely. When it comes to abuse and you know defending the you knowing the abuser in your family and just kind of because that was that's the way of life. That that's pretty much because you, know, you know Charlie, you know Uncle Charlie just you know he just come. He but just, he's still your family. He's just friendly. He's family. You he, know that's still he just your be, family. You know, he just love you. He just want to show it. You know. Yeah, that's not how you show me love, Uncle. No, Mm-mm. like that's the thing. You, you like we we defend and we protect these people in our communities. You know, it's like yo, we have to so. We can't be jealous of the LGBTQ community, and even though it includes some of our people, we can't be envious of their quote-unquote power. Because first of all, the power is a myth because the power that they may have is mostly due to the white people using their white privilege in that community. It's not because the black trans people or the people of color who are trans are in that community or the other queer people in that community have the power. It's just that there are white people within that community who have white privilege, and they use their power. It's nothing to do with the overall the overall LGBTQ community that he and that's the way people make it seem. It's like no, it's not. Every time we had this conversation, had a conversation, they make it sound like there's some separate group. And I'm like, you do realize y'all probably have cousins or friends or associates or people you know who are part of that community. So you're ignoring that and making it seem like they're separate from you and they're not. But it's also a thing that's been that way in the black community anyway because we've treated LGBT people members of that community as separate for a long time anyway because we weren't comfortable with it or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Like my mom was like that and. Which was crazy because we have like me and my sister and my brother always joke about how there was no way we could ever be homophobic. We got when I tell you we probably have more gay people in my family than than the average family. Like it's a lot. Um, you tell me, and that's fine. We like we never like we never thought anything. It's just my family. I don't fucking care. And my cousin, like it, it don't matter to me. But there are some people who just think like that. I had this argument with one of my cousins because I made a comment about one time it was years ago on Facebook about how there's no gay agenda basically. And he's and like we going back and forth, and he making all these dumbass comments. And I'm like, nigga, and, he, and so he, after all, he's like, are you gay, cuz nigga? Do I have to be gay to to, to call some bullshit? That's the that is the dumbest response I've ever heard. And I'm like, nigga, don't you have a gay cousin? We both do. We have a mutual cousin. Yeah, yeah, no, love my cousin. And nigga, what the fuck are you talking about? This is stupid. This is a stupid conversation. But there are people like that, and it's it's just like so. And my thing is this, because I even heard some black gay people coming out defending Dave Chappelle. And I'm like, yeah, but y'all are gay. Y'all still not trans. So while, yes, y'all are y'all are still marginalized, they are still at the bottom of the barrel within y'all community. Yeah, because, I mean, from what I, I know in regards to that community, it, it, it is kind of, even though they're in the same melting pot, they're still separate. Trans is a, they are still the low men on the totem pole, so to speak in that community because there's an inherent fear or misunderstanding of what it is and it just becomes this whole thing where people, you know, fear what they don't understand. And that's a, that's a common thing. So 
even within that community, they're still not viewed. They're still viewed as others. Like, eh, yeah, but. Eh. Well, and I think a lot of people have that issue with trans is because sometimes talking to trans people, you don't know which, like, because some, I've watched a documentary where it was just like, there was a group of transgender women, they all sat and they asked, you know, went one by one and asked them, like, do you identify yourself as a full woman or do you say that you're a trans? Some of them say, I am 100% woman. Some of them said, I'm trans. And so some people actually... But part, of, but part of that is they're only doing it because society dictates that. Because if they don't, like... Because it, 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 it forces them... Because my identity shouldn't have anything to do with you. But them having to identify as trans, it's just no different if... Every time you meet somebody, Ashley... Oh, I'm black and white. You don't have to tell them that. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, because society dictates that you have to say it, you have to say it. So if I'm a person who, if I'm a trans person, and as far as I'm concerned, I'm a woman, that's who I am. That's who I identify as. The only reason I'm telling you I'm trans is because there's an uncomfortability with who I am. And so it's me conforming to what society wants me to do. Not because I feel like I have to. Or I feel like I not because I want to tell you, but because I feel like I have to. Because if I don't, it could eventually, it could potentially lead to somebody reacting a certain way or trying to kill me. Whatever reason it may be, there was a whole controversy a few years ago when Lil Duvall went on Breakfast Club and basically was like, "Yo, if I ended up with a trans person I didn't know, I would fucking, I might kill him." Like, and that's the that's the that, that's right. the problem. So they most a lot of them tell people out of fear. Yeah. Because if they don't, and the person finds out. It's going to become a thing, and they are they're fearful for the. It's the same. It's the same idea when women now are afraid not to give a dude their number because they're afraid of the reaction. Mm -hmm. So, in the case of people in the trans community, I have to communicate that to you, so you can't then just use that as, use me misleading you as justification for you doing some ridiculous shit to me. Well, now one in particular did make it clear that yeah, even though I say I identify as trans, I don't have a problem with telling them that, you know, I used to be this person. And, and yeah, some people don't. Yeah. But a lot of that But is, yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. A lot of it is because of fear. It's innate. They may not say it out loud. Right. Because it's like, yo, but it's really because of society expectations, societal norms like, yo, you should tell me because society is not comfortable with who I am already. I'm trying to ease that. It's like me trying to ease you into who I am. Mm -hmm. It's like me doing this for your comfort, not because I'm, I, I feel I have to, but because I, I feel like I need to for your comfort to make you feel comfortable in a situation. It's just like how black, white people feel like but black people have to somehow explain racism or make them understand how I feel or what I'm going through. I'm trying to make you feel comfortable. You should, if you, you should be aware of what's going on. And if you're not, because you may live in your bubble and it's fine. You need to figure it out. I sh it shouldn't be my responsibility, but it's the same thing. It's like we, we're we trying to make these people comfortable with who we are. And so if we have to conform to what makes them comfortable, that's what we're going to do. And so in that case, they just are just say, it's just second nature for some of them to say, I'm going to let you know because I don't want you to, you know, be surprised or I don't want it to be a Jerry Springer moment or some shit where you know you crazy you crazy you want to fight me and shit like that like it just it's more their fear of a reaction if they don't tell you up front and so it becomes a thing mm -hmm. so um um and then just in general when it comes to the LGBTQ community so for example I've heard 
apparently people don't understand jokes when it comes to Lil Nas X still. And they don't understand he's a troll. He's been a troll. That's what he's literally been doing the entire time he's been on the internet. Mm-hmm. Even before he was Lil Nas X. He was just a, uh, a Nicki Minaj stand on the internet. And he was a troll back then too. This is literally what he's been doing. This is what he's known for. So, um, I've even heard people think that he's he's not really gay and he's using the gay thing as a... Um, I've heard that too uh, as a, a... way to get... I'm like, y'all yeah, for really reaching. Um, so, because they pointed out when he said, like, uh, when, and it was, I think, I, well, first time I heard it was after he had, you know, started his speech at the BT, uh, or MTV when he said, thank, thank you to the gay agenda. I'm like, y'all don't know a joke. Like, yeah, because, well, and, and, and see, here's my thing. It goes back to the Dave Chappelle thing, because, like, you can't say they're just jokes, but then when it comes to somebody else making a joke, well, you know there's truth in every joke. Which one is it? You can't say both things. Those are both diametrically opposed, because you can't say there's truth in every joke when it comes to a situation where you want to believe the opposite of what this person's saying. Right. But then when it comes to Jave, he's like, no, it's just jokes. No, but you said the truth in every joke, so which one is it? They both can't be true. It has to be one or the other. So either there's truth in every joke or it's just jokes. One or the other. <laughs> it like yeah. you can't you can't change it to fit whatever narrative. So when he makes the joke, I knew he was joking because people have been pushing this whole gadget into bullshit, especially on him, since he started, he came out as gay. So I understand why he's joking. Also, he's a troll. Naturally, that's what he does all the time. Right. So that was the first time I heard it. So then recently he was on Twitter. He's like, man. This gay shit is getting boring. I miss pussy. He clearly was joking. So then five minutes later, he's like, oh shit, never mind. He texts back. Like, it was clearly a joke. <laughs> but niggas like, no, nah, they focus on that one part. Say, no, nah, he just tried to clean it up. Really? Really? This nigga's been trolling for <laughs> five years on the internet. I guess because they're not going to let go of they, the fact that when he came out with Old Town Road, um, Old, Old Town Road, that, oh, well, you know, he was straight then. No, so. he just had to come out yet. Yeah. If you had started to do dress, that nigga was queer, yeah. <laughs> ain't no straight man dressing like that. He had, you know, no. He wasn't, no. That wasn't a straight man's cowboy outfit. <laughs> I guess they figured, like, well, if Prince can dress in women's clothing, they, they're still fuck stupid. the baddest bitches thing, you know? They're stupid, and they believe, and, like, look, it's fine to be cynical, but they're just dumb. And it's just, like, y'all can't, it just, it's, people are dumb. It's basically the best way I can put it. I don't understand um, so then, speaking of more gay shit. So it was announced this week mm-hmm. that Superman is coming out as bi. I did see that. And a lot of people lost their shit. Now, what you find is none of these people have ever read a comic. Because there's the first thing people say is, why do I, y'all doing this to a kid show or a kid cartoon or a kid comic? First of all, Comics are not for kids. No, they're not. They're not. Most comics have, especially not Superman or any, most of the DC comics, they're not meant for kids. They're mm-hmm. not at all. Those comics have all type of adult themes and murder and all that shit. Those comics are not for children. And this is the thing people don't seem to understand. A lot of these comics are not for children. They're not. Y'all just assume that comics are meant for kids. Because it's because cartoons. It's, it's because it's a cartoon and the way it's drawn. Same way with Looney But if you actually read the fucking comics... Most of these shits have adult things. Shit, some of the first Captain America comics were dealing with the fucking war against fucking Nazis. How was that for kids? If people knew where the Wonder Woman comic originally came from and what it was based on, 
The whole character? Mm-hmm. Shit. That's because people are, they turn a blind eye to stuff and they, they get caught up in the infatuation of like what, oh, so a cartoon automatically equals, oh, a, ch- a child can watch it unless it's South Park. And my thing is this, though. If you, because it's like, well, my kids need to see that. Say, well, so your kids need to see heterosexual people kids kids too? Because if these kids, it shouldn't matter. They shouldn't see any sexuality of any kind, right? Right. If it's about the sexual, or is it just about the gay part? Because what difference do it make? Like, it's still sexuality. Because you can't say kids are too young to see that, but then it's okay if they see two uh, heterosexual people kissing. Mm-hmm. You can't, you're picking and choosing which one is okay, and it's not, that's not the case. So... The first thing people miss is clear. Like, you can't... Superman's always been a straight man. He loves... First of all, somebody tweeted. It was uh, some public, some conservative person. Superman loves Lois Lane. Well, he's trying to say Lois Lane. Which was, they spelled it Lewis, which was... But in the context of what was going on, what's the was like, well, yeah, he's bi, so he would love Lewis. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> like, they, he loves Lewis and Lois. It's fine. Like, you can't... No, he's always been straight. You can't just change a character... Like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, first of all, like, Clark Kent loves Lewis. Like, well, first of all, if you had read the article instead of just looked at the headline or done some research, or if you ever read a fucking comic, you would know that it says clearly John Kent. John Kent is fucking Superman's son. It's not him. And he is the current Superman. You dumb fuck. But you didn't bother to read that. It's no different than when... Few months ago, Tim Drake, one the, the most recent or one of the Robins came out as by. Same outrage, Robin. Like first of all, even well, also people honestly thought for years that Robin and was that's gay. My thing. That's been a that's been a <laughs> shit. They made a whole character on fucking Saturday Night Live based on that. The ambiguously gay duo yep. was based on the old duo. Batman and, and Robin <laughs> yes. kind of, and how it was like, yo, this something's here, something here. We see it, y'all don't see it, but we see it. Yep. I remember that. TV Funhouse. Yep. TV Funhouse. Um, I'm eating ice, so y'all right here. So what? Crunch, crunch. Just just shenanigans. So it's just like, yo, y'all just be reaching for shit. It's like, dog, y'all niggas is dumb. And so, getting into more celebrity bullshit. Oh, there's more? Who's next on the um, chopping block? And this is actually specific to you since you kind of wearing your hair like she does. You know who Sage Steel is? Um, elaborate on who. Sage Steel is a uh, an adult film star. No, she is a she's a sportscaster for ESPN. Oh! Okay, okay, now, yeah. So Say now still, I've, I've heard the name. Is, um, she is biracial, half black, half white. Mm-hmm. She is married to a white man. Sage has some very interesting thoughts on black people. and. Wait, did wasn't she suspended and just recently, recently came? Yes. Okay, so, so yeah. So what happened was she was on a podcast, and she spoke, first of all, she spoke about how she didn't agree with the fact that ESPN mandated um, vaccine. She didn't agree with ma- man, um, mandates. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she went on to say, um, she also said that she's surprised that Barack Obama identifies as black on his senses, even though his black father wasn't a part of his life. 
And the way she said it implied that his father just abandoned him, even though his father was dead. But no, that's fine. Um, she Jesus. Did, yeah, she said that. Oh, Sage, come and on. And then she said uh, basically that, you know, women in that industry, they should be responsible for what they wear. So if a guy, if they are treated a certain way or or, or looked upon a certain way, they, it's their fault for wearing whatever they were wearing. Basically, so basically victim blaming. So if I'm mistreated or, or if a woman is mistreated or harassed in the workplace or whatever, it's her fault because she should know better than what she's wearing. Basically, say still has been a coon for a very long time. Yeah, um, uh, I, she's I, been. I she clearly tell. is one of those people who clearly was more attached to her white side, and that's just what it is. And that's but it's just like, but it's funny because most of the time when that happens. It's mostly ones who were raised by a white mother, but you're an exception to that. Because a lot of times when I hear people say that, that, that people like that who were black, like biracial women who were who were more leaning towards their white side, most of the time I hear about it, most of the stories I hear are usually ones that were raised by a white mother. That's mm. what I've heard. I don't know if that, I don't necessarily be true, but that's just some of the anecdotal evidence I've it's heard. half and half. Because honestly, there was a couple of biracial people I know, like... You know, they were prominently raised by their mothers who were white, too. But, you know, they grew up in Detroit. But also, most of their moms I knew that were white also kind of had that twang in them where it's just like, they're not your average white person. Right. So. Yeah, I think you know, I think it's specific to the ones where it was, she's Caucasian white, not like, I grew up in the hood white. Yeah. <laughs> There's a distinction there. Mm-hmm. But I think in your case, your mom was the. Caucasian white, so that's why I say you're the exception. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, my mama, she she got a little bit in there, like she she still cuts you out in, in the worst way possible stuff. But um, I mean, because of course, eventually being around the culture and stuff like that, you you end up adapting to that stuff too. But um, yeah, that fuck her. Well, yeah. Also, and this is I'm I'm kind of I'm 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 slowing things down before we get into heavy shit again because another celebrity I gotta go after and it's gonna be fun. Um, but you niggas need to stop spreading misinformation. That's never gonna stop because people uh, want attention. So and, and I also look, I understand as, as a person who writes, if you write articles and stuff like that, you want to get you want to make a headline that is going to get people's attention. Even if the head and the and if it's misleading, into, especially in today's society where people don't bother to read the article, they just go by what the headline says, and if it fits what they already believe or whatever confirmation by whatever biases mm-hmm. they already have inherently, then they just kind of roll with it. So, article came out. Biden takes away 40, uh, 40, 40 something billion dollars. $46 billion away from HBCU funding. That's the headline. Mm. Oh my God, Biden lied to us. Biden, he's, how you, how you going to lower the funding from blah, 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 blah. Everybody's focused on the article. Nobody bothered to read the article. What actually happened is that Biden, in his original proposal, had promised $45 billion to go to HBCU funding. Well, said bill was being held up 
in the Senate or in the House one of two. Yeah. The sen- I think it's the Senate, then it goes to the House. I think the House is where it was being held up. So the, the bill was being held up, and basically they decided the only way we're going to get this pushed through is to lower the amount of funding to $2 billion, which they did. And they got passed. So no, it was but the way the article, the headline wrote is like they were already giving forty five, and he took away forty three. That's not what happened. He initially planned to give forty five. The bill wasn't getting passed, so they lowered the amount to two billion. It's still two billion, and then if you contrast it to how much they got from Trump, Trump gave them two hundred fifty million. So. But people were trying to, because people already have an issue with Biden anyway. They're like, he's not doing nothing. Like, that nigga's been, par- he ain't been a president in a year. And y'all own this nigga head like he could change everything in fucking eight months. Well, because unfortunately, the pattern is, is that usually when a, when a Republican leaves office and a Democrat comes in, they pretty much have to clean up the mess that they made. And that's the problem. And also, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. So, when y'all are up here bitching at Biden or saying he's not doing, like, no. And also, other things that Trump talked about talked every day so you heard from him so because we don't and so we got so people got used to that shit so now they don't hear from biden he not on tv every fucking day what is he doing he ain't doing enough but if you actually bothered to go research you will find out he's done a lot but just because it's not some big monumental thing that he wiped away all y'all debt or something crazy (laughs) oh my god he ain't doing enough well, I think the main thing is that people are pushing because they we they feel like everybody needs another round of stimulus checks. There's a lot of things, and it's fine, but like he's he don't make those decisions. He has to get that shit approved. So when people are spreading this whole misinformation and arguing on it, I'm like, y'all do realize that he didn't take away anything. He just changed the amount because he had no choice because the shit wasn't going to get approved if he didn't. Y'all clearly don't understand how government works. This is how it works. He can't. He can't just force that through. He doesn't have that kind of power. That's well, technically, if Vice President Harris, she usually can always like. No, if she's they have- on, she's only to vote in the Senate, so she's the president of the Senate. Okay. So if they're tied, she can vote something. Yeah. She can be the tiebreaker. That's the only thing. But if the if it's a standstill, it's not getting passed in the House. That's nothing to do with her. She can't do shit about that. Right. So the only way you can get a push through was to lower the amount, and that's but they got through. So now y'all getting two billion dollars. Y'all wasn't getting before because again, under Trump, y'all got two hundred fifty million dollars, not two billion dollars. That's eight times as much money. <laughs> y'all had before. Well, you know the unfortunate thing about our our black community is that. They're always going to find something to complain about. They're never satisfied about anything. So, that's the way so, the cookie crumbles. I want to talk about freedoms. Freedom. Freedom. Free, free freedoms. Freedom. Yeah, sometimes it's freedom. Because free these dumb motherfuckers from my world because I'm tired of them. Yeah. Um... Kyrie Irving. Oh boy. So he still hasn't gotten vaccinated. I guess is that the thing? No, it's worse now. 
So, conversation has been for a while. So, basically, in New York, San Francisco, and I think a couple other cities, they basically mandated that you have to be vaccinated to. Or you can't play. Or you can't. Well, you can't. It's like in certain indoor events, you can't. So, it applies to athletes, too. You can't play indoor events if you're not vaccinated. Mm -hmm. So, with that being said, with him living in Brooklyn, working and playing in Brooklyn, he wouldn't be able to play home games. So the conversation had been about whether or not they were going to allow him to play part-time and only play road games. But then he misses out on pay, too, right? Yes, he wouldn't get paid for any of those games, so half his salary for the year would be gone, right? So, because um, that was another thing the NBA came out, was like, anybody who doesn't play in games due to local municipal, like, municipality rules, you will not get paid for those games. So, mm-hmm. um. So the conversation has been whether or not they're going to allow him, allow him to play part-time and blah, 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 whatever. So this has been an ongoing conversation. During this whole time, Kyrie really ain't talk because Kyrie doesn't really talk. And Kyrie, so a lot of people just been pontificating and kind of assuming what they think Kyrie was going by sources and shit like that. Um, and a lot of people, I think at the time, they were talks about them trying to trade him. But Kevin Durant said, no, don't trade him, blah, 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 because, you know, whatever. Because Kyrie's the reason Kevin even went there. Because Kyrie, because Kevin wasn't going to go to Brooklyn. He was going to go to New York, like the um, Knicks. And Kyrie's like, no, let's go to New York. Uh, let's go wherever. So, so that being said, so a lot of people been talking. And so then, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, uh, the, the Brooklyn Nets came on and said, uh, we are not going to allow any player to be part-time. So <laughs> until Kyrie can be a full participant, he would not play or practice with the team. So he's out his whole check for the year. Um, and so a lot of people were talking basically like he's being selfish, blah, 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 blah. Of course, your, your radical, um, Kyrie hotep, fans. hotep niggas, um, man, Kyrie has a right, blah, 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 you're right, blah, 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 blah. This is where we're talking about freedom of choice and choices and rights and all those things. You are right. Kyrie has a right not to get vaccinated. He has that right. That is is an inalienable right as a U.S. citizen. He does not have to get vaccinated, at least now, unless they mandate it. Because the Constitution, like Dave, it's been held before that those rules they are constitutional. But whatever. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, you're right. He does have a choice, and nobody's forcing him to do it. But. And this is the problem that people don't seem to understand, and this is the argument, the, the, the issue people can't understand. You have a choice, but every choice you make in this world has a consequence. Whether it's good every or bad. Every choice you have or make in this world has a consequence. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the consequence only affects you, and sometimes your, your choices have unintended consequences that affect others around you. Mm -hmm. In the case of a vaccine in the midst of a pandemic, which is a public health crisis, crisis, your choice to not get vaccinated affects not only yourself, but the people around you and others in this society. So it's not just about you. It's no different than you abide by traffic laws for the most part when you're driving, not just for your own safety. When you learn how to drive, one of the first thing they teach you is defensive driving. Mm -hmm. And the whole point of defensive driving is not only to protect yourself, 
but the other motorists on the, the fucking, fucking road. road. Yes. When you make decisions and decide to drive reckless, it doesn't just affect you. Just like if you make the choice to get drunk and get behind a wheel, that doesn't potentially just affect you. It can affect other people. So your choices, even if they're about you and you're making them for yourself, can have adverse effects on other people in society. So while, yes, you have the choice, your choice can still affect others. It is still your choice, but understand that your choice has consequences. I described this to one of my coworkers. If I, for like, for example, when I got in my car accident, mm-hmm. I got in a car accident on my Thursday. I didn't go to work Friday. Most, life, most people probably would have been out for a few days before they went back to work. I went back to work Monday. They even thought, like, why the fuck are you here? The reason I went back to work Monday is because I knew that my coworker was going to be working by herself. And I didn't want to inconvenience her. So my, and so that's the thing. I would have made, so if I made the choice to stay home, then even though, yes, I'm making the choice because it may be best for me and my condition at that time because I may be still feeling the effects of the accident, whatever the reason may be, I'm making a decision for myself because it best benefits me. Mm-hmm. But that choice also affects other people because now my leadership has to find someone else to either cover my shift or that slack of me not being there is going to fall on my coworker. Because now she may have to fill in for me, which means she may be forced to work the entire day. Instead of just working her her eight-hour, eight-hour shift, she may have to work 12, 13 hours. Or, and also somebody's going to have to fill in for my whatever work I may have had to do that day. They have to run my team. All these things that come into effect, those are all unintended consequences of my choice. And it's not as serious a choice because it may be something minor. But the point is... Your choice, no matter how small or minor it may seem to you in the moment, affects other people. If you call off work, mm-hmm. even if you're calling off because you're sick, you got an appointment, or you just don't feel like going to work, you ain't thinking about work. You're thinking, I don't feel like going this motherfucker today, which is fine because you have that right to do so. But if you call off, that means your coworkers are going to have to pick up your slack. Or if you call off and you don't have any time off accumulated to do so, you're going to get in trouble or getting written up or getting the occurrence or whatever, whatever the attendance policy is of your job. That is a consequence of your decision. Mm-hmm. Every decision you make has a consequence. So now fast forward to Kyrie. You work for a private entity. So Kyrie goes on live earlier this week the other day and basically says a whole bunch of fucking nothing so then he says I'm not anti-vax he basically he I don't know if he think he's CM Punk talking about I'm the voice of the voiceless <laughs> he said that oh my yeah, god basically he's saying that you know people are out here losing their jobs over these mandates and I don't agree with it so I'm kind of standing packed to support them nigga if y'all shut the fuck up well, he must have been talking to Joe Rogan because I think, have you heard the recent update about uh, apparently like Joe Rogan was scheduled to get the vaccine but then decided to cancel it because he said he's healthy, he survived COVID, and so he doesn't think getting the vaccine is necessary because there's nothing wrong with him physically. 
I don't listen to shit Joe Rogan says. Of, of I course. Fucking, Joe Rogan is a fucking idiot, and a lot of people, he's like, he has his fucking following of people who are idiots like him, because he's not some deep fucking thinker. He talks with this little voice, and, you know, just, it makes it like he's intelligent. <laughs> he talks like, you remember the uh, the character with uh, Will Ferrell and them on Saturday Night Live when they had the, like, the NPR type talk? Yeah, that's, yeah. It, it's a voice people use to you like, it, it, it just is deep, because that's not his, if you ever hear him or anything else, that's yeah, not no, how he that's talks. that's what I was like. He used this little soft voice to get people to make you think, oh, you know, he's this deep thinker, and, you know, I, I just don't understand. And he gives me, for, for example, he was, he had a, a course, uh, the medical correspondent from ESPN, um, from, um, I'm sorry, CNN on his show, and he had this moment where, suppose people think it's a gotcha moment, where he brought this fucking study that basically said that you know, the vaccine in teenager can cause this potential, but he didn't bother to verify the study was actually accurate. And this is the point. They look for information that fits whatever narrative they want. It don't matter if the information is accurate. Right. Cause, or it can be disputed because the shit is wrong. It's just, hey, this study, it, it says it's a study. I don't care if the study is not accurate. I don't even yeah, care. Yeah, because even... They, they have to deflect because then, of course, like you said, like if it I would kill give, their... If I give you all the information, point. just not going, you know. So... With that being said, but he basically says, I'm I'm trying to, you know, all these people are losing their jobs to these mandates, and that's, that's fine, but those people made a choice. Just like you're making a choice. Nobody is forcing them to do anything. When you go to work, you are at the you are at the behest of your employer and whatever rules they have. If your job has a dress code, guess what? Your ass gotta follow the dress code. If you gotta get drug tested to take to get this job, guess what? You gotta take a drug test. Mm-hmm. If your ass gotta do a background check to get this job, guess what? You gotta do a background check. So all these are rules and things you have to abide by for any fucking job. It don't matter if you're a multimillionaire or a dude making ten dollars an hour. You have rules you have to follow because you work for a private fucking business. So your choice is just like it's my choice to employ you. We live in Michigan. It is an at-will state. If I want to fire you tomorrow, I could insert in most jobs unless you have a union. I don't necessarily have to, in a place that doesn't have a union, I don't have to have a reason to fire you. I could just say, I, wanna, I don't want you, I don't need you. Mm-hmm. I could say it's downside. I can give any reason I want. I don't have to have a reason. You may be able to fight it if you actually tried to sue me, but most people are not going to try to sue you unless, they, unless there's a, 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 like it's a union situation because the union usually pay for the arbitration. But if you were just an individual person working for an entity, like when I used to work in sales, you don't really have no rights like that. So if I went to fire you tomorrow, I could. And you wouldn't be able to say shit. It, the company may frown upon it, but if I really, like if I run my own business, I can do what the fuck I want. Because guess what? I run this motherfucker. So Kyrie saying he's trying to be the voice. Also, the other thing is that you're trying to say you want to be the voice for the voiceless, but nigga, this is the first time we heard you talking two months. You ain't been talking. <laughs> you can't be the voice for the voiceless without saying using your fucking voice. Like, you sound like a fucking idiot. Oh, um, man. And basically, and the thing about Kyrie is Kyrie don't want to play basketball. Because Kyrie... And, and so what does he want to do? Just be a thing. name? Well, no, Kyrie has done, like, and that's another thing. People say, well, you know, he's done so many great things in his community and taking and... He's, you know, he he paid for this and he did this. And I said, you're right. And you know what allowed him to do all those things? The NBA. Fucking basketball. So you brought this team together in Brooklyn. And now you don't want to play. You are the one who put this team together. And now you don't want to play. 
So out of respect for your teammates, first of all, or the lack of respect, because you just saying basically fuck what y'all want. I don't want to do that right now. So let's let's backtrack. I'm gonna give this. I've point. First of all, my boy, my brother Jones has been telling us for years that Kyrie was trash. <laughs> when Kyrie played in Cleveland, he said that nigga Kyrie is trash, and not as a basketball player, but as a person, he was like this nigga's an asshole. I, I just because he went to a Cleveland game when he because he worked for Quicken. So he went to a Cleveland game, and you know he was a you know one of the higher salespeople. So he got ticket. He had to sit like courtside, right by your bench, went about at a Cleveland game one time mm-hmm. in Ohio. And he's like, "This nigga Kyrie's trying." He told us that shit out of nowhere. It was like unprovoked. He's like, "This nigga Kyrie's an asshole. He's an idiot. I hate that nigga." Right? It's been six years, and every year since then, this shit's been proven true. This nigga won a championship with LeBron James, and then won it out because he didn't like playing with LeBron James because he felt like he wanted to be the man. So you left a situation where y'all could have got y'all went to the end up could y'all ended up in the finals again. You don't want to play. You don't want to play with LeBron anymore. I want I want to force my way out. So he goes to Boston. He goes to Boston. He gets hurt. He only played so many games that season. He gets hurt halfway mm-hmm. through the season. That team ended up going to the going to the Eastern Conference Final without him. <laughs> without him. The next season he comes back. And the team is discombobulated because they did all this stuff without him. Now he's back. He's fucking with the chemistry, and they're not playing as well. So now, and he, at some point though, he still promises the people of Boston that he's gonna resign. But then he's throwing other people on the on players on the team when they're when they're not playing well. He even eventually apologizes to LeBron, saying, "I didn't know this leadership shit was this hard." Like, so yeah, yeah, all this stuff. So then he ended up throwing under other players under the bus. And ends up not resigning after he told the people he was going to resign. So then you lied. Oh. And then he manipulates his way to Brooklyn as a free agent and goes to Brooklyn. He The first season, KD is injured because he's coming off the Achilles. Kyrie plays 20 games. Sits out the rest of the season injured. The next season, he comes back. Um, Durant is supposed to come back at some point. And then the season gets cut short because of the COVID. When they're supposed to come back in the bubble, Kyrie's out. He's supposed to, he's trying to get them to shut the whole season down behind the scenes, but not telling anybody. He even bothered to tell the the end of the players. What? Like, yeah. So when they were all when they when that whole shit happened, when Milwaukee uh, came out and said we're not playing, and every all the everybody games got canceled, there was a lot of conversation behind the scenes, and they were trying to decide what they were going to do. It was a bunch of players, including LeBron and Kyle. Kawhi was like, "Yo, we can go home. It's fine." But well, this is before the bubble, right? Well, or during right the bubble. This is. First, he was trying. Oh, this is be- so. This is before. Okay, so this is before the bubble. He was trying to get them not to go back to play. He's like, oh, no, we don't need to okay. play. We don't need. Now, he yeah, was behind yeah. the scenes talk- talking to players like, no, we don't need to play. We need to play. We need to play. Oh, okay. So yeah, now I do and he, uh, that. But the thing about it is that he was the vice president of player association and didn't even tell the president of the association, which Chris Paul, that he was doing this behind the scenes. He yeah, was just going well, because they were they they weren't sure if they were going to finish the NBA season. They weren't. Right? They weren't sure if they're going to go into the bubble or not. And so they were making that decision, and he was basically going behind the scenes telling them, no, we shouldn't play. Mind you, he hadn't played most of the season. So what the fuck? So And you weren't going anyway because your team wasn't even in the um, conversation because y'all sucked. You weren't going to be in the playoffs anyway, so you weren't going to be there anyway. So you just tell the other players not to go, and your ass won't be there anyway. So what difference do it make? Mm-mm-mm. So you're doing that shit behind the scenes. So then the next season comes, next last year, and you play. Um, You end up getting hurt. No, he comes back and plays when the season starts in December. Comes back, he plays for two weeks. Set first seven games, then he just goes away. 
hey, I need text, text, uh, text, hey, yo, I need a break. Nigga, you've been gone for 10 months. You played seven oh, games and you say, I, I need a break. He goes for about two weeks, goes AWOL, don't really communicate with nobody. Then there's pictures of him surfacing with him at his sister's birthday party with no mask on and shit. Um, just out here breaking protocols and everything. Like, just doing dumb shit. Kyrie don't want to play basketball. He just wants to make money, basically, it sounds He like. don't want to make that in the Premier League either. Because he don't, he don't hang in pay this year if he don't play. Like, Kyrie's a... And so, now you have... And, if, and the other thing about it is he's stupid because now he's made himself a conservative talking point. Because mm. when he comes out and does his live, now you get people like Tucker Carlson. Um... Who's that nigga? Well, didn't Stephen A. Smith have something to say? Oh no, about he that? went off on Kyrie a couple times, and then the players came for him. It's like you, you, whatever, you a coon, basically kind of thing. It's like no, he's not wrong. Uh, my issue with Kyrie is that Kyrie don't want to play basketball. My issue with Kyrie is that Kyrie is basically leaving his team in the lurch, and you're supposed to be a teammate, and you just ain't saying fuck this. I don't want to play basketball, and that's fine. But just retire, you motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Don't keep stringing this thing along. You haven't wanted to play basketball in three, four years now. You don't know what the fuck you want. All you, all you care about is Kyrie. Yeah. And yes, you done. And also, people can say, "Well, he's doing these great things." I say, "You doing great things outside of your job doesn't make you don't resolve you being held accountable for being stupid." Sorry, it just doesn't. Especially when you keep saying, "Well, I'm not really anti-vax," so you don't really have a stance. You're just doing some dumb shit just for the sake of doing dumb shit. This is stupid. So, somebody was like, "That nigga said God body on the fucking uh, on the live," and he's like, "Oh shit, this nigga he talking like the five percenters." Oh God. Mm-mm-mm. You know the you know what the five percenters are? As far as what? NBA so, terms? No, five percenters is a so it's bit it was really huge in New York, especially in the nineties. When you had a lot of the Afrocentric rappers and all that shit and like yo, yo, fight the power, all that shit, right? So five 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 percenters. What they believe, they're they're they're. they're Are you talking about the extremely woke people that it's, just... it is yeah, but it's the precursor to what it is now. It's, it was so five percenters a lot of people believe in the five percenters or whatever. So five percenters, their teaching basically is this, is that there are 85% of the people in the world don't know what's going on. They're just kind of sheep in the, in the kind of like, oh, they're basically good. They're just part of the matrix. They don't know what's going on. Huh. There is 10% of the people in the world who are, who are responsible for all the wickedness in the world. And there are only 5% of the people in the world who actually know what's really going on. That's basically what it is. It's it's that, a, that makes it's a, it's a that very makes ridiculous sense. as far uh, really, as like where, yeah, why they would think that that just so it's a belief system like kind of a, a pseudo religion broke off from other things and they take different it's it's, it's it's strange so he was talking like one of them niggas like the music like, like when you hear like a lot of New York cats were like yo but you know I'm you know black man is God and blah blah was all like when uh, old dirty right, bastard earlier why that shit comes from those teachings because you would. Like, even on the show, when they talk about, on the, and I'm talking about the Wu-Tang series for the people that don't know. It's a great series. If you haven't watched it, watch it. This is not an ad. I just love the show. But, um, yeah, there's a, if you had, like, when they was scenes in the, in the show, even in the first season, where they would be, like, you know, in certain places in the city. Oh, yeah, when Dennis went down there to go meet somebody and, was, and the cat was talking to him. Back. Like, yeah, like, yeah bro, like, yep, Exactly. That's all that shit comes from. All that shit. Niggas would just approach you. It was like... It was like Jehovah's Witness, but they weren't coming to your door. It was coming to you on the street, like yep. you know, setting up and kind of just you know spotting all these shit, right? So, um, so whatever with Kyrie. So conservatives start picking up and said. So then one person, 
And this is the tweet of the the, the month. This is the dumbest tweet. Mm, they say it is the fascist NBA that won't allow Kyrie to play basketball, what? but allow Magic Johnson to play with full ball. No, that makes sense. Oh my god! Because when I I saw that earlier and it didn't click in my head, like, wait, I'm confused. So, Why is so this? Then somebody so replied to her and said, "You do realize that, um, <laughs> but yeah, but the." I didn't know HIV could be transmitted airborne. It's like, it's not. You need to go to school. Like, no, you need to go to school because you just shot your whole argument in the, whole, in the, shot, in the throat by saying that stupid shit. Because first of all, like, niggas is like, y'all had like Magic Johnson giving niggas back shots on the sidelines. What the fuck are you Oh, that makes so much sense because I, I saw a meme about it earlier where they was like, well, if they let Magic play, why well, I can't play? And I'm just like, what? It didn't make sense, but now, with this information, it's like... Right. So, yeah, that's where the tweet came from. Um, and so, yeah, he's become a conservative talking point um, now because now you're letting these people leverage, you know... And mind you, the same people that are supporting him are the same people that would have told him to shut up and dribble a year ago. So, mm. you know, uh, it's just... It's just... Kyrie is an idiot. And I and Kyrie's been an idiot since he's, you know, the, he was the first one who came out about a year or two ago with the whole flat earth thing. You know, all that kind of bullshit. Uh, uh somebody, I guess, who, who who is this Jay Williams person? I guess somebody said, told him to kill himself because of his stance on Kyrie. Jay Williams is a basketball, well, he, well, Jay Williams is a, he's a, he works for ESPN. He played for uh, Duke when he was in college. Um, and then he also played for the Chicago Bulls before he uh, he hurt himself. He got injured in a motorcycle accident and ended his career. Mm. Um, Jay Williams is a cool guy, but Jay Williams... So there's a perception about guys that go to Duke, especially, specifically black guys. Because you Duke is a pretty prestigious university, and there's a perception that the black guys that end up going to Duke are usually more well-to-do and, you know, higher upper-middle-class families or even higher, like, upper-class families. So, for example, Grant Hill went there. Grant Hill's father was a former NFL player, so he was well-off for the most part. And so there was a certain, there was a certain, they're viewed as, like, bougie and kind of uppity and shit like that. So, you know, Jay Williams went there. So Jay Williams' perspective, I think, is painted by, you know, his background. So him and Stephen A. got into it on ESPN about this shit because basically... Jay Williams' perspective is basically he keeps so he's like um you know because the whole thing he kept going back and forth about is it, like yo we had to get vaccinated here and that's and you know I'm not anti vax blah 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 but Jay Williams keeps trying he keeps trying to say there like he keeps trying to both sides the argument oh so he's trying to stay neutral but yeah like he saying- kind of keeps trying to both sides the argument and I'm like that's not and so him and Steven ain't getting to it about it on the show. Because he's like, you keep, like, you know, he's accusing CNA of trying to, like, you know, basically, you know, like, because Stephen is basically calling Kyrie an idiot, basically. And which is, I, I agree with him. And Stephen, and Jay was trying to be diplomatic about it. And it's like, no, nigga, this wrong. And y'all can say y'all don't agree with man. Y'all keep saying we don't like mandates. Nigga, y'all, can, y'all live with mandates for all y'all lives. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's this whole idea that mandates are some new thing. So, look, there were niggas even on the internet comparing Kyrie to fucking Muhammad Ali. I just saw that one, and that's why I was just like... Like, you Ugh. niggas need to shut the fuck up. So then people came out and showed the commercial of Muhammad Ali promoting a uh, vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Right, and it's like, yeah, nigga, no, because he, he actually promoted vaccination. Shut the fuck up. Right. Well, and now this one with uh, Joe Pompolino. Am I pronouncing that right? Pop. Sounds like it, I don't know. 
uh, like, I guess this was a tweet from him saying, Kyrie Irving is extremely generous. He bought George Floyd's mama house. He paid tuition for nine HBCU students. He bought 200-plus kids Christmas presents, provided 250,000 Thanksgiving meals in New York City. He also donated $1.5 to the WNBA players. It's so sad to see him be called selfish for a personal decision. All those were choices. You know, those choices benefited other people. His choice to not get vaccinated because impact other people negatively. Shut the fuck up. None of that matters. Because whether he had done, like, that's just not, like, just because you do some great things. That's just, shit. That dr- was like the whole Kid Rock thing. Because remember. Drug dealers in the hood would do turkey drives, would give Nino away Brown. free toys. Literally, they depicted that in fucking New Jack City. Yes. The niggas was giving away free food in the community. community and shit. And you know what they was doing on the other end? Get, killing that same community with their fucking poison. Mm-hmm. The fuck are y'all talking about? That shit don't mean a damn thing. You can do a lot of nice shit and still be a fucked up person or do dumb shit. That doesn't absolve you. Do you? It's the same bullshit when people try to or when they try to justify Bill Cosby bullshit. Bill Cosby. But Bill Cosby don't even like you niggas. Right. He even said so himself. So telling me what somebody did that was positive don't change the fact that what they're doing now was fucking problematic. I'm sorry. That was like when Bob, a.k.a. Kid Rock, also made that whole rant about, you know, I helped the black community out. I, I put a restaurant in Detroit. I gave back to you guys, yada, yada, yada. I'm not racist because, you know, I hang, I have black friends. And you then there were a couple yeah, black people like defending that. It's like the myth that Kid Rock like, was like a, a poor kid who came up. Kid Rock's father is rich. Yeah. So Bob, he grew up, he grew up in a mansion is, in Mount yeah. Let's be clear. So let's be Kid Rock, fuck Kid Rock. Um, but no, <laughs> it's the whole idea. Y'all keep like telling me what somebody did and it justifies them being stupid. It yep. does not. Yeah, because that's, it doesn't. It as doesn't. long as they do stuff for other people, then we should just forgive them for for stupidity because, you know, hey, that's just the way of the world. Um, what was this something else that happened um, where he was talking about Kyrie? Uh, people, somebody said, one of the conservative people was like, Kyrie sacrificed even more than Kyle Kaepernick ever did. Nigga, what? Oh, Lord. Uh, they just hate Kaepernick. Well, no. So, it's funny because I had this conversation with D because D was talking about how, um, you know, the white, because he was talking about how, no, the whites and the conservatives are not going to, when the whole John Gruden shit happened, he was like, they're not going to defend him because their whole argument is that we're not racist. I said, you're right. Their argument is never, is always they're not ra- racist. So they will never defend racism directly. What they'll defend is your right to free to free speech or <coughs> your right to not privacy or some shit that's going to benefit mm-hmm. you not finding out about their racism. They may say they're not racist, but that's because if they say they're racist, then they, you know, they, they shoot all their whole shit and they have to admit that racism exists, which they always see is not, which is the whole reason why they never say they're racist. They don't want to defend racism because their whole argument is that racism is not, uh, is a, it doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're not going to admit that they're, they're going to Because, the oh, part. segregation happened, so like, that means racism talk, is over. Talk about, they're not going to talk about racism in a, if, through the lens of trying to defend John Gruden. What they're going to do instead is say, it's just really sad that such a legendary football coach, his privacy was violated and blah, 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 this and blah, 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 <laughs> that. And they're going to, I said, they never argue the direct point. Oh, they argue man. around the point. It's just like I told somebody, I said, and I think, I don't know if I, I said this on the last podcast. When somebody wants to, when they, when they want to argue with you now, what they do is they don't argue what you said. They argue you know, if you, there's an inconsistency in it. So, for example, in the case mm-hmm. of people's argument against science, 
well, last time y'all said this, and today y'all saying this. I said, yes, because science evolves. At that point, with the information I had, that was what we said. I have more information now, and so the information changes the, the outcome. That's just how that works. As you get more information, your decisions change. That's how it works. It's no different than technology. As technology involves, you can do more with technology. But that's the problem. So Once you make a statement, they expect they you expect to stand you on that So what they do is they argue that, and they argue that to, to attack your credibility, and they say, oh, you changed your mind. See, they why why is he changing his mind? Why are they saying this now? And they said this before. But then why? these are also the same people that will sit up and argue like this is what we need change. We need people to open their eyes and see the wrong that's going on and why can't people just change for the better? Yeah. People are stupid. So so our last You know what black fishing is? When black people fish? No. You know what catfishing is, right? Yeah. When you bamboozle somebody online saying that, oh, I am this person, and then when you meet them. Okay, so so derive that to what you think black fishing is. Oh, somebody who pretends to be black online, and then when you meet them in person, they're not black. Not quite. So, it's very especially prevalent in in industry now, but it basically it, it speaks to the eye and it's essentially the new modern a lot of people describe it as the new modern blackface. White people who have been critical of black people for either wearing their hair a certain way or having certain features and stuff like that, but then try to adopt said features to make themselves look a certain way. They darken their skin. So it's not just straight tanning, they're darkening their skin to make themselves look bright. So for example, Richard Dole is always a blackfish. I was fish. just about to, yeah. Richard Dole is always a blackfish, right? Well, according to her in the interview she did with TMZ, she's she's transracial. She was, she was a blackfish. Of course, but she's, black she, uh, she's transracial. She's a blackfish. She used she she sold herself as a black woman, whatever. She wore herself, wore hair, natural. She wore hair and braids and shit like that. But like, she was blackfish. So, with that being said, do you know the, you know you ever heard of a group called Little Mix? What is that? Little Mix is a singing group. Um, they're from the UK. I guess they're pretty popular. I've never heard of them. I mean, I've heard of Are them. Are they current? Or was yeah, this... they've been around for a few years now. Whatever the case may be. Okay. I, I, I can't think of what song, because honestly, I don't know, because I, I haven't listened to pop music like that in a long time. Whatever the case may be. So Little Mix is a is a, is three girls. Um, I think one is of, like, Arab Indian heritage. Uh, there's one who's a black girl. I think she's a, she biracial, she black, and something else. And there's one other white girl, right? The white girl's name is Jesse Nelson. I think the black girl's name is Leanne something, right? So recently, Jesse went solo and dropped her first single. Mm-hmm. The song samples We Ain't Going Nowhere. It samples that song, right? Mm-hmm. And it features Nicki Minaj. Oh, this is already. So. Mm. Terrible. When you see the video, or even just see clips from the video, it is clear. And even if you see recent photos of Jesse, there are a lot of people. First of all, didn't even know she wasn't black, but you can. It's obvious that she's going for a certain aesthetic. Just, What's her last name? Jesse Nelson. So J E S Y and then Nelson. J E S Y Nelson. Oh, found her. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, it's been in the news and on social media and stuff. Like Wait, that. but she. So, 
Okay, continue, because I'm looking at her, and she looks black, however... She is white. She is whole white. She ain't got nothing in her. She just got her skin, she darkened her skin to look that way. She's been changing. If you look at her years ago versus now, she has clearly been going for a certain look, right? Even the video, because I think the name of the song is Bad Boys. I like yeah, because this is like the mockery of the Bad Boy for Life video. Well, it's not Boys. a mockery, but it's, it's, it's using that title, and you got, I like Bad Boys for Life. And you can tell all the quote-unquote bad boys are black. Like, she's using clearly using a black aesthetic to, you know, sell herself, even just the way she's wearing her hair. Yeah. What, like, she's Looking trying to look now. like a black girl, right? So a lot of people on social media got brought up the whole idea of her black fishing and using... But it's just no different, for example, you know who Aquafina is? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the conversation was about her when she first came into the industry and got popular using a black scent. And a lot, like, she would use a black scent. And then as she got started to get more roles and got popular, she stopped using it. And it wasn't just that she stopped using it. Then there was an interview, because she was in, she's in the Shang-Chi movie, where there was an interview when they were asking her about, you know, she's like, I talk about how she would never use the stereotypical, you know, Asian accent and stuff because it's disrespectful, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. And a lot of people was like, well, yeah, but you did the same thing for us. And right. so when she was asked about the black scent thing in an interview, she really didn't know what to say. She kind of just fumbled around. Like, it was, it was bad. Like, you were the thing, like, this shit been going on for a while. People been talking about it. I don't know how you wouldn't prepare for this question. Right. But she just kind of didn't know how to answer the question. She's like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's a conversation. And, you know, like, she was just talking in circles, right? And it's clearly that it's clear that Jesse, there's also a clip of Jesse in the car where she's trying to talk to a black chick and she clearly like reading off a cue card channel and she like kind of flat, like flubbed like, the shit. Yo, like how it was just have it you was, been for the rest of the It was terrible, right? She's trying to you know, like, no, it's not. So whatever the case may be. So a lot of people were on Nikki's head because Nikki um, you know, supported well, her. Well, it's Nikki. But hold on. As I've told people, Nikki has been everywhere. Because Nikki is trying to distract you, motherfuckers. As Jadica said, she's causing a distraction. That's what she's trying to do. So she's been on social media. She's been posting every day. She's been doing all this shit to distract you niggas from the fact that she's getting sued for $15 million yes. for harassment. Mm. So, she gets on live with Jesse. Oh, this, this is going to be fun. And the topic of black fishing comes up. Basically, she says, everybody just be looking for a reason to be mad and y'all need to leave that girl alone. And basically, um, it's no, how is it no different than if that, because if that's the case, if that's the case, black women can't wear long blonde weaves or whatever. And it's like, bitch, those are not the same thing. Not at all. First of all, black women can be born, black people can be born blonde hair. That's yeah. not a thing. You white person can't be born as a black person. So if you purposely darken your skin to look black, not just get a tan where you look orange. No, you tried to darken your skin to look black. You changed your entire aesthetic, your, uh, the way you dress. You copied black culture, your hair, all that shit. You basically stole that shit and tried to pretend to be black to get somewhere. Mm -hmm. That's what you did. And Nikki basically came to her defense. So, people was chilling Nikki. Of course, you have barbs that were always gonna come to the fence because they they they're unreasonable people, and that's yes. why I, we talked about the whole I talked about the whole stand versus fan thing. Um, but so I watch TikTok a lot. Mm -hmm. There is a a creator on TikTok. Her I don't know if it is Pablo. She she does like a lot of music reviews and shit like that, right? And she'll talk about things like within music and different things. So she'll comment on certain things. So 
she made a video, and because I'm assuming people like re, like sent her the clips and was kind of getting her to comment on the whole Nikki thing. Mm-hmm. And so her video said this. She says, if y'all think I'm going to get on Beyonce's internet and go and attack a black woman in defense of a white woman for black fishing, um, and you know, and, and whatever, and y'all got something, you got me fucked up, something to that effect. She never mentioned Nikki's name or anything. Somehow Nikki found this video and goes on her TikTok in the comments and start attacking her and says, and you blah, 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 you be, you make videos in your room, you punk, like, what? And so people was like, bitch, you make videos in your house because you can't leave because your husband can't go nowhere. <laughs> oh, man. Your husband can't even pick your kid up from the daycare, bitch, shut up. Yep, um, he, he's not allowed. <laughs> so, um... When I tell you she was getting dragged on, like, TikTok, and I mean everybody on TikTok was going off on Nikki. They As were they going should. in on her. Like, somebody made compilation videos of all the people trashing Nikki. <laughs> like, it was bad. She was getting killed because she was fighting for her because she kept commenting the girls' comments, and all the other people came in there to defend Pablo, and they, when I tell you, she was fighting for her life in them comments. <laughs> She was fighting for her ever-loving life. Oh, oh, another thing is that Nikki, when she was trying to defend Jesse, saying, well, that's the case. Y'all got to call out Kylie Jenner and, and the Kardashians and shit like that. And they're like, we do, though. Yeah. We've always called them out for trying exactly. to use a black aesthetic to get famous. That's literally been a thing since they came to prominence. We've oh, always talked about that. Denial. That's not a new thing. Just because you're in a bubble and you don't hear it, that we literally always talked about that. So... It's just showing a pattern. So even a lot of barbs now are just like, yo, I've been a Nikki stand for years. And I, I can't do this anymore. And I'm like, y'all keep understanding. Nikki been trashed for a long time. I'm just glad of y'all finally course. trying to see it. I actually Nikki's, just saw somebody's status that said, like, she's a fucking goofy. Nikki's been goofy for a long time. Yeah. And it's just thing where it's like. Really? I really started to notice, too, when that whole, like, uh, Grammy situation happened with Cardi B and stuff and how she was pissed and bitter about the fact that Cardi got all these nominations and blah, 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 and she felt like she should have gotten some because she was here before Cardi well, and she, blah, she, blah, she, blah. She, So she equated to, she started, because when she came on, she's like, we was like, you know, Cardi's the first female rapper to ever get a Grammy or whatever, and so, or first female rapper to win Best New Artist. It was something, it was something, something specific. And so she was like, or whatever, whatever. So Nikki went on the internet and was basically trying to make it seem like, oh, I've been blackballed from the Grammys and they hate me or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Basically, like it was, you know, whatever. And I'm going to tell the story on my Queen Radio. Like, it was like that. Like, <laughs> fuck on. So Nikki has been trying to perpetuate this bullshit. Like, she's the victim for years when she's been victimizing people behind the scenes for a very of long time. Of course. She tried to end Remy's career. She tried to do the same thing with Cardi and she didn't work. Oh, because Cardi threw a shoe at her. Well, even before it was like, you're trying to shit behind the scenes, and the reality is you tried to sun her and all that shit, and Cardi wasn't going for that because Cardi don't play that shit. Right. She don't play the politic bullshit. She's still a real bitch from fucking Bronx. She don't care. So it's just, it got to a point where Nick, people start seeing it. It's funny because my sister was way ahead of the curve when she because she'd been trashing Nikki for years. Yeah. So, like, it's just one of those things where Nikki's been trash. Like, and look, it was, and the thing is, she can't talk, like, she, you be the same person to talk about women's empowerment and then go bash a, another black woman. It's like, bitch, you can't, like I told y'all, she pick and choose what benefits her. 
Mm-hmm. She got you all her attention on the whole, you know, men, you know, I'm in, I'm a, I'm in a male dominated world and I'm the only, I'm the chick trying to, I'm the, trying to be the boss bitch. And y'all all ran with that shit and that was cool and it was great. And she ran that shit to a bunch of money and that's cool. But she's shown y'all over the last five years that she's a trash nigga. She supported her fucking predator, pedophile ass brother. She and married, she married a pedophile. She married a fucking rapist. Um, apparently he also has a murder charge somewhere too. Really? Oh, that that does not shock me at all. You know. So it's this whole idea. Nikki's been trash. She's been trash for a very long time. It's nothing new. Um, and I feel like people just need to recognize that just she this is who she is. She's who she been. And I've been telling you niggas for years. But her defending a black woman, I've been defending a white woman, and trying to justify her black fishing, like, bitch, what? By saying, oh, call out the Kardashians. And say, it's no different as black women wearing blonde weave and shit. I'm like, bitch, that's not the same. Like, it's literally not even, no correlation whatsoever. Where does your brain go? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you was talking all kind of cash shit and not saying a goddamn word. You talk, her, between her and Kyrie, God, they ain't been saying shit. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. Because they're the voice of the voiceless. Remember that. <laughs> so, um. Look, I this video shouldn't be, it shouldn't be funny to me, but it is. So there is this girl, there's this white girl on TikTok, and she was like, what happened to the, the men of the 50s who took care of home who were who were providers and blah, 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 right? So mm-hmm. somebody made a duet with it. I'm going to play it. Okay. It's... Hold on. In the 50s, you burned the casserole? <laughs> That's funny. You mean it's... I'm gonna show you the video in a second. Hold on. What happened to real men? What happened to men who were the heads of the household back in the 50s? You burnt the casserole? <laughs> That's funny. You mean it's. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Like, it should be funny, but yeah. this shit's true as hell. Yeah, ah. like, oh. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you don't have my coffee ready? Bitch, like, it's like... Right, yeah, oh, yeah, that was the men's of the 50s, the ones you want I back. mean, there's a reason where the wife beater saying came from, like, you know, they... The fact that that's still a run. term in our society is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I have a question. Yes. Can you steal somebody's significant other? <laughs> well, you already know where this is going to go. Um, so it all depends on the circumstance. So you think you can actually steal somebody's real um significant other? Absolutely. How? Explain, explain, explain. So if you're elaborate. if you're aware that this person that you're interested in is in a relationship or maybe even married, and you still decide to go after that person and pursue them at the the cost of the fact that, yeah, this person's going to be mine. Um, you play a part in it. I'm you know, now I'm not gonna say that this is completely their fault because again, it takes two for that to happen, but you do have to own up to your part of it because you were aware of the situation that you were getting yourself into, just like you were saying earlier. Everything you do results in a good or a bad consequence. So, um, in this case, yeah. It may not be 100% your fault. However, you do have to take the blame and repercussions of what does happen, you know, when if shit hits the fan. Well, so my only thing about that is this. That assumes that I knew 
Uh, okay, that assumes a couple of things. So here's my thing. What I find is, especially specifically in situations where the man is the one that's married mm-hmm. and is an outside woman, the woman somehow becomes the person who takes the most of the blame in those situations, who's held the most accountable. The best example of that is Alicia Keys. I know. We've had this discussion before. I've heard people say ain't, ain't nothing good happened to her since she stole uh, Swizz from his wife. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but did she really steal him? Because here's my thing. He was the one in the committed relationship, not her. Right. That's the first thing. So nobody can steal you away from somebody unless you're trying to get stolen. Second thing. We don't know what the fuck he was telling Alicia. Mm-hmm. He could have been telling Alicia, yo, our relationship is trash or we we breaking up, we separated. It's He could have been selling her the biggest uh, bill of goods ever. And we wouldn't know that. So y'all are assuming that he was telling her Oh no! Because the way people make it seem like is, oh, he was like, "Yo, I'm, I'm, I'm loyal." Well, I think Mashonda Le- talked about it though. Mashonda is talking from her perspective. She don't know what he was telling her. Mashonda is just speaking from a woman who lost her husband. Mashonda might even be honest about where the relationship was at the time, either. To be fair, because mm. it doesn't benefit her to tell, "Hey, yo, we was in, we was in a bad place." It just doesn't. If because it fits the narrative of yo, but my point is, Mashonda still don't know what Swiss was telling Alicia. Mashonda could have been Swiss could have been telling Alicia yo me and my wife is not work. we about to break up we're on a verge it's no different than men who have a fair woman all the time and they always telling their fucking mistress I'm gonna leave but my wife but if you know but there's always a, a, a history and bad this. pattern of the fact that you know they say that just to say it but then they eventually go back to but if you love spouse. the person or you fell for the person you gonna believe all the bullshit because it's the whole idea love is blind we accept a lot of bullshit from people we yes, love yes we do we will we won't hang on their every word if we love them. So, if a person I've learned, I've grown to have an affection for tells me that they love me and they making me feel away, it's no different. And we, us being wrestling fans, we know exactly. We've seen it with fucking the whole Matt Hardy Lee shit. And you see, I mean, I like that. It's just, it's the same thing. Like you, if I, if I'm in a relationship and I, some chick I know or I meet or whatever. And we flirt, we go flirtatious or whatever. And I start to entertain it. Once I start, because she can flirt all day. Because at the end of the day, because first of all, people are like, if you're engaged or married, you're probably more likely to attract women. Yeah. Just or whatever. I always hear that for some so, reason, like single people are attracted right. to Because the thing is, they're, they're, the idea with single people is that there's not a lot of options. And so if you're married, that means you are a good option. And rather than me trying to go through, sit through all the other bullshit, you already are proven that you're a good option. So I might as well take you. This is how people, some people think. So whatever the case may be, I, a girl can flirt with me all day. And it's fine because it's going to happen. It's no different than if you're if my girl goes somewhere, I'm in a relationship, and my girl goes out. There are always going to be dudes who are going to try to talk to her. Right. Ain't shit I can do about that. Once she starts entertaining it, that's where the problem comes. So... As long as she not giving them niggas the time of day, she not entertaining their bullshit, we good because that means she holding me down. So is the guy, if I'm in a relationship and a girl is flirting with me and she pressing me hard as hell and I made it clear to her I'm in a relationship or she knows I'm in a relationship and she still presses, the moment I start to entertain it, that, as far as I'm concerned, the bulk of that blame goes to me because I didn't have to give in 
but I did. The bulk of that blame goes to it's me at that 50/50 point. Though. It's not 50 50. It is. It's 50/50. only, you know, it's no. It, the blame, I feel like it shifts completely. If uh, she's wrong first, if she's pursuing me, that's first thing. Because the thing is, we don't know if it was a situation where Alicia pursued him first. Right. It could have been a situation where they were working together and he started flirting with her. She could have been like, I thought she, you married. Mm-hmm. Well, no, me and my wife were in the bad space. We really, we, she actually never getting separated. Like, we don't know what bill of goods he could have sold her, but we always, we people operate on this idea that Leisha was this villainous woman who just swooped in and stole Yeah, now away. I do feel like they should have, you know, of course, you know, dragged Swiss a lot more in that situation. Swiss didn't but... came out this shit so clean. Swiss on his, he's skating on his Instagram. Niggas ain't paying no attention to Swiss. Swiss didn't yeah. did all kinds of ridiculous shit. Nobody, like, nobody pays attention to Swiss. Mm-hmm. Swiss is out here living his best life. Yeah. And nobody held him accountable for shit. But even in the situation... Jay got held accountable for all his shit. People was killing Jay, especially because Beyonce has a, a whole uh, nother... Well, yeah. fan base is crazy, but... <laughs> um, although, at this point, I feel like the barbs have surpassed her in nuts because Beyonce is really crazy shit. Beyonce ain't seen no crazy shit, so we good. That's the one good thing about it. Um, Nikki knows her fan base is crazy and she weaponizes her fan base. Yeah. So, That's almost like the Trump supporters. Yes. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but no, we don't have, we have no idea how that started, but we just assume... I mean, yeah, will, that's why I so said it whole depends idea on the circumstance. And it's also, I think, women projecting because... They don't want to hold their symphonic of another accountable for his behavior. Yeah, because nine times out of ten, they might take him back. Right. So they don't want to hold him accountable, so it's easier to blame the woman, even though, like, because it could have been she didn't know he was in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure in this case, Alicia knew because they're in the industry, so I'm sure everybody knew he was married to Jamajanda. But there have been situations where guys meet a girl, and the girl has no idea. The guy approached the girl. She don't know he got in a relationship. She don't find out till later on. Um, well, I guess because two people say, like, this is why you're supposed to probe and ask questions. Now, unless they lie and say, no, I'm yeah, I'm single, no da, 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 da. They're, not, but, they're not telling the truth. So it's like, I don't know. Um, someone and I the know. Thing is, once they tell you the truth, if you're already attached. You're not gonna just walk away in most cases. Well, someone I know, they said that they they got themselves in a situation with somebody that they didn't know was like actually like on the the, the borderline of pretty much getting a divorce and stuff like that because they never asked. So they kind of felt like they were kind of at fault because it was like, well, yeah, we hanging out and all this other stuff. However, it should have been my responsibility to ask this person, like, okay, what is your status? Because then they didn't find out until afterwards, like. Oh, wait, but you, I didn't realize that. But of course, then, you know, they get that whole spin about, well, I'm getting a divorce, yada, yada, yada. And, you know, the shit never, you know, person obviously still married. Right. And so it's just like, this yeah, is why. It's different. So like the situation, for example, with the one, the one girl I knew one time where she was messing with a guy. Mm-hmm. And they had been messing around for years off and on. And then he eventually got married. And they continued to mess around. At that point, they're both 50-50 responsible because she knew that he was married and she still kept fucking with him. It's different if you was fucking with him before he got married. Once he got married, y'all cut it off. You kept fucking with him even though you knew he was married. At that point, that is 50-50. Yeah. Because you know he's married and you still kept fucking him. That's different. In this situation, if I'm even if the girl is approaching you, she can flirt all day. People are going to flirt. It's just no different than when guys go out and they with their girl, they still might look. It's fine. You can look all day. But you better Once not Once you touch. act on it, 
that becomes on you because you can look, a girl can look, she can flirt with you, whatever. Once I entertain it, I start to reciprocate. At that point, I'm more responsible because the first thing is I'm the one in the committed relationship. She don't have no, she don't have no fucking um, obligation to my girl to not flirt with me. That's not, she don't, because she don't know my girl from Kenny Payne. It's different if she was like my girl's best friend or some shit like that. That's different. Mm. There's a certain commitment or obligation there because we're friends. But if you don't know me from a can of paint and you just see me and you attracted to me and you don't know my girl, you have no obligation to her. So if you find out I got a girl, so you don't, you just because I got a girl, I mean, you have to stop pursuing. And now if I keep entertaining it, then at that point, that means I'm entertaining it, which means I'm giving you hope. And that's another thing that people tend to do is they give people hope because instead of shutting the shit down, they kind of just kind of laugh it off like you silly kind of shit. And it's like, no, you need to let this nigga know the shit's not a chance because they're going to keep trying. And even right. if you do, sometimes they still treat try. But again, they yeah. But that's trying, when you go into block. But then kill until and as long as you entertain it, it does not. At that point, once you start to entertain it, that is your fault. It is the, the I think at least ninety percent of the blame goes to you at that point. Because mm-hmm. once you because you didn't have to give in, you didn't have to give in. You didn't have to let me in the door. You could have just kept me outside. And but you decided finally. But no, because if you did, because you know some people have that that hard to get mentality where it's just like. Oh, they they bullshitting, but I'm gonna try until they eventually say it's like how but when you dudes try to some... hound a woman down, right? Where it's but just that's like, oh, she's telling me no, so I'm gonna keep going until she say yes. But, but... if you're in a committed relationship, it's mm-hmm. different if y'all single, and even then, it's still there's a certain level of manipulation there. It just is, um, and pressuring people. But if you're in a committed relationship, her pursuing you or calling like whatever, it shouldn't be because first of all, she shouldn't have your number. That's the first thing. She shouldn't have your number. At best, she should be in social media. Okay, whatever. You can block her on that. If you got her number and she's pursuing you and you haven't blocked her yet, that means you like the attention. Mm -hmm. So at that point, you're entertaining it. And you liking the attention is what's giving her hope there's a chance. So there's a difference between... Guys don't understand signals, so that's different for guys. Yeah. Women understand signals better. So if a guy is being a certain like if he But that's why they do they continue at least continuously right. do it and in that's that fine. situation. They, they can still continue, but it's still on you if you decide to entertain it. And if you decide to entertain it, you still have a choice. I'm a firm believer nobody can make you do something you don't want to do. That's why I've never been one of them guys that if I, if a girl turned me down or whatever, I couldn't get a number. I'm not about to sit here and pressure her. Right. I'm just, but first of all, I don't want that. But that's because dudes are trash. I I'm not yeah. talking about trash dudes. I'm talking about a person who actually understand has common sense. So mm-hmm. I can't speak for the trash dudes. Yeah. Um. So it's just it's just like weird. Um. One last thing. Um. We talked about a lot. Does a person's body count matter to you? Um. At this age. No, unless you like, I mean, as long as you don't have no, no diseases, I don't care. Do you ever have that conversation with them or you bring it up? or Honestly, I, if they bring it up, then that's totally different. But to me, I, it's, it's kind of 50, 50, because at the end of the day, I kind of look at it as that, you know, we all have a past in some way, shape or form. Some people used to be a hoe. Maybe they're trying to change for the better. So unless you're still doing that, then that's completely different but i mean again as long as you don't have babies that i don't know that you have or you have diseases that you possibly can't get rid of i don't fucking care 
And I, I mean, I get that there are some women that I know um, who do think that that is an issue because they feel like they don't want to be with the dude that so many girls that they may know have slept with and this, that, and the third, and yada, yada, yada. But these are also the same dudes that women also want to go after because then they want to be able to say, like, yeah, I was with him too. So it's like... Well, okay, so, so piggybacking off of that, would you have a problem with some one of your friends if they dated one of your exes? Even if it was like years later. You've moved on. You may have been married by now. Would you have a problem with one of your friends dating one of your exes? If I was married, no. Because why would I be focused on okay, my well, ex? Okay, you were single. Uh, honestly, I've never thought about that. Because the thing is, is that like... That's not some shit that really none of the friends I, I've had, I've never really had that issue per se where it's just like, oh, you kicking it with, you know, somebody I used to, you know, sleep around with and stuff like that. So, I mean, I've heard issues from other women where they say like, you know, like, yeah, she used to mess around with my best friend. There were some that don't don't care because they just like, I don't fuck him no more. So I don't give a fuck. But some of them think that's weird because it's, out of respect for that person that they choose not to do that because that's a part of girl, girl code per se just like in guy code you're technically not supposed to school, uh, screw your friend's ex however no, dudes some dudes don't care you. yeah they don't some dudes don't care because like if it's different I think it depends if it's a situation where I like for guys I think it, 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 two things matter whether I'm where I'm at how long it's been since I fuck with that person and do I think I still had to end with that person if I want if I just wanted to get some or if I just like that's it's usually if I can I double back to that person if I wanted to mm-hmm. and if it's or what I even want to you know I think those things factor into a guy but if it's not if it's past that point was like I don't have no relationship with that person one way or the other I don't care then it's fine they don't they wouldn't have a problem with it um, you know whatever if you, if you smash their ex whatever the case may be it just I think it just depends on the situation and where that person is and who that person was and shit like that. Well, now, one of my male friends did say that some dudes will say that, but underneath, it pisses them off because they have to be the guy that said that I'm the only one that hit that. So, it's like... That's more... That's an ego thing. It that's, is. It's always ego. And that's the thing. That's always the thing that gets in the way with a lot of the situations. Because the guy can say that, but his ego don't kick in at some point. Because um, then it's always a question of... Because then the ego gets into situations where now it's like, okay, is she comparing me with my boy? All kinds of stupid shit that come in their minds because mm-hmm. niggas are just... Niggas. Niggas are competitive naturally in some ways. And so... Yep. They don't, you know... They damn sure don't want to know it. One of their friends and they, um, in their friend group put it down better than with the same chick or some shit like that. Like, <laughs> right. It's not, it's, not, it's not something they want to, you know, because then they're not even looking at this nigga the whole time like, fuck you, dog. Oh, I don't even like this nigga no more. Um... <laughs> Um, so people apparently are tired of Will and Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, and I guess my only thing is this, because I saw somebody on the internet saying, because there was some article about, it was, I don't, it was one of the many articles about them, and somebody was like, would y'all just leave us the fuck alone? And I'm like, well, technically, they, they aren't really bothering you because you don't have to read this shit right. Like, if y'all go, if y'all fall for the clickbait and want to go read the article, then it isn't your fault. 
Because nobody in my circle really gives a fuck about Will and Jada. Like, it's not that serious. It's not that important to me. But if you are on the internet and you paying, if you care that much that it bothers you, my thing is then you technically care on some level. It's the same thing that I... When people say they don't care about Beyonce or they don't like they don't care about Beyonce, but then they go out of their way to make sure you know that they don't care about Beyonce. It's like, but then if you're doing it and you put that much effort into it, then don't you actually care on some level? <laughs> I'm not gonna put effort into something I really don't give a damn about. Yes, and no, well, I, I would feel like it the, again, this is if somebody asks you is different. If they prompt you and say, Do you like Beyonce? No, I don't. Yeah. That's but, different. Than and then even then, people going on were like, a whole rant about how I can't stand her. Well, yeah. How she can't sing. How if Leah was not, if Leah hadn't passed, she wouldn't be. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, I would even say sometimes I would give a one-time courtesy. Now, if this becomes a reoccurring thing, where yeah, every like week you're posting about your hate for Beyonce or your hate for LeBron, then I'm going to assume like, yeah, you. You're giving way too much energy to that because LeBron and them ain't thinking about you. That's my point. You're giving energy to people who don't even know you. Like, they don't care, so why are you going out of your way to, like, attack? It's one thing if they had did some shit that was worth you criticizing, but if they just existing, oh, shit, LeBron posted a picture with his kids. Fuck LeBron. Fuck LeBron. He ain't MJ. Nigga, what? (laughs) What's that to do with this? It's him and his family. They don't care. Zuri ain't did shit to you, nigga. They, they don't care, though. The thing is, is that anything about them pisses them off. Well, yeah, because that's how Skip Bayless became famous was the same reason. <laughs> shit, nigga. Ronald Breeze. My MJ, you know, nigga. What? <laughs> the fuck? I'm pretty sure he said under his birthday he was better, and I just wanted to make sure I pointed out. Nigga, if he don't shut up. Well, then that's, that's also like the whole controversy about Drake being better than Michael Jackson, which... Niggas, that's confirmation bias. It's, it's recency bias. It's stupidity in general too. It's, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of dumb shit. It's basically what that means. Boys, actually. Yeah. A bunch of dumb shit. Um. But yeah, I guess my only thing is like, yes, Will and Jada have had a lot of stuff in the media lately with their relationship, and it's like I think like, y'all care about the people with relationships too much. Like, who fucking cares? And then also you, taking everything they say out of fucking contents. Like, because I think, yeah, I don't know. People if are still hanging on a whole bad marriage for life like they wasn't joking. Yeah. And that they knew a, that. They knew that. It was an obvious fucking joke. But, yeah. Because they like, y'all, we, we know y'all believe we have a terrible marriage because it's not conventional. So, yes, we're going to we're gonna play off of that. Y'all fall for that. They're fucking joking. But every time somebody jokes, they, like I said, y'all inconsistent. Because when it's Jay Chappelle, hey, it's just jokes. But when it's anybody else, no, nah, hey, was there some truth behind that? Nigga, make up your mind. Um, or how recently, like, when she, it was her birthday, she basically made the statement that, you know, her gift to herself is she wants to learn well, how to, to love. love. And she said And they're she, like, well, yeah, because you, you didn't love Will because you was too busy loving that man. You trash. She trash. And it's just like, do y'all even understand what the fuck uh, she means? No, like, that's the point. They don't understand. They, 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 they read words and don't understand the context of what she's saying. Like, well, that, how you old and don't know how to of people who don't know how, that never learn how to love yep. properly even yeah. no matter how long they've been married in a relationship doesn't matter because part of loving someone is being having a certain level of unselfishness and a lot of people take a long time to grow out of that well because even jay yeah. said it jay even said like look i was i got when we got like i got i was i got in this relationship when i was in my late 30s and i was an adult and i still didn't know how to i didn't really figure out how to love until my father passed like some people, because you you have all these issues and things deep seated things that you never dealt with, mm-hmm. and it never allowed you to truly love somebody in a genuine way. 
a lot of people have trauma and different things that impact their so their understanding of what love is can be skewed based on their life and their and, and well that's because they also listen to the society that says like you know real love is based off of what a person can do for you and if they don't do nothing for you then basically kick them to the curb like they make a mistake, then they don't love you. So people you're not allowed People to. don't understand emotional growth and stuff like that. And so they don't allow that grace for people. And so they expect that. And it's also just the idea of how they view celebrity. And they and they put them in this like space where it's like, you should already be headed to the curve. And it's like, no, I'm a human just like you. And I have to figure out shit, too, on my own accord and on my own time. So, yes, while I may be in my 50s or whatever the case may be, I'm still an adult who's still learning every day. You don't stop learning They're just because you grow up. They're you're a human. human. So my idea of what love was when I got married in in my thirties or whatever age I got married at is totally different than what it is now because I understand it more and I've been through a lot of things that have taught me that. And it could have been bad, good, whatever, but it's a lot of things I've learned through the years. And so you people not understanding that just tells me y'all don't understand people in general and y'all are stupid and y'all just think everything is surface level. And it's like, no, that's not what she was saying. But somehow y'all tied back to Will because his Will is an easy target in this situation because of the whole August shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, niggas, and that somehow Jada is a trash human being for cheating on Will and that. Well, no, people were accusing her of being manipulative of August and saying, well, you know, a man had done that, blah, blah, blah. My thing is this. We don't know if that was the case. We know that she said when he came there, he was fucked up. Yes. We don't know if he was still fucked up when the relationship started. And she y'all, said that she was at a bad time in her life with her marriage. A, and, and, and I'm sorry, but I'm going to tell y'all again. Hurt people hurt, hurt people. people. If I'm in a bad space and we're both in a bad space or whatever the case may but be. But that also shows, too, how much... How how much of the lack of grace they have for women versus men? Because remember when Swiss did it, it's oh you know Swiss oh he he the producer, but you know Jada you know when she steps but, you know, out. It, what it boils down to is there have been men who have been finding one, especially in this, in this new generation, they want to find any reason they say to point out how trash women are. So anytime a woman slips up and does some shit that they view as trash, it's like see we've been telling y'all they trash. See that's trash because a man did that blah 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 blah. And it's like yeah but. Y'all don't, but what happens is when y'all do these direct comparisons where we're not equal, the nuance of the situation and the different factors that factor into it, mm-hmm. y'all just, y'all focusing on the surface level of it and not the actual implications of what actually And then, really yeah, this is why I can't find a good woman because y'all bitches ain't shit. Y'all, y'all just want us for our money and, you know, we can't be ourselves around y'all because y'all always nagging and y'all toxic. But these are also the same women that they bash and talk about that they end up trying to be in relationships with. It just it makes overall, no what it boils down to doing, it's the overall thing for this podcast today. Celebrities are not infallible. They are human beings just like y'all. They just being they have a certain talent or ability, and they they've been put in a certain position because of some one of those two things mm-hmm. or circumstance where they have more attention than the average person. They have more money than the average person. However, that does not absolve them of being held accountable for their bullshit. It does not absolve them from being called out on their bullshit. And the cancel culture is a myth. It's just people being held accountable, and they don't like it. So we have not actually canceled anybody. And even the people who have done crazy shit, we've, there are still people in our communities who still support them because we don't let, we don't let, we don't, we, for whatever reason, it's just something that's in our, in our in our DNA for whatever reason. So with that being said, they are not infallible. They are regular-ass people. Y'all put on a pedestal because they can do certain things. Or you look at them and say, oh, my God, I wish I could do that, but I can't. Yep. So I'm going to watch them. I live vicariously through them. And that's fine. But look, they gave back to but, the community. But guess what? Yeah, no, it's a text write-off. Just like when uh, Oprah was giving everybody cars, just a text write-off. You get a car. You get a car. You get a car. Everybody gets a car. If you knew anything about text write-offs, just understand that was a big-ass text write-off. Yep. Because um, that's how rich people stay rich. Mm-hmm. and get richer.
Yep. Tax write-offs. So, with that being said, because they know every, their, their accountant hand knows every loophole known to man, best belief. So, that being said, it's the reason why you can get somebody like Donald Trump to pay $700 or however much, small amount of money over a seven-year period for taxes, because that's what they do. So, that being said, celebrities are not infallible. Being a fan or a stand, being a fan is one thing, and it's cool to support your and, and, and support somebody because they, they produce some type of music, they have some connection to your childhood or life or something that experience that you remember. You, know, you enjoy their, their content, their, you, you enjoy their, uh, their contributions to the industry of what they are part of, and that's fine. That is great. That is okay. But you have to be able to understand that yes, that music does not absolve them. That them making that one jam that you like, and they're not perfect. But they're not perfect. They're not. They're not infallible. They're human beings just like you. And they but that's the problem. A lot of people idolize. Right. It's a. It's the whole. Somebody humans. said that. I can't remember what the term was, but it's a certain level of yo. They are yes. They are just regular people like you. Yes, they are in a position of um, of advantage and privilege because of what they do and what they've contributed. But at the end of the day, they're still regular people. So they still are. They are still susceptible to making trash decisions, giving trash opinions, giving passing along stupid information because it's just what it is. And they are not no. They're not resolved. They're not in no, of no higher plane of knowledge and understanding just because they're famous. Because if that's the case, if that's just not it. So that's the reason why they can still say dumb shit. And it's just what you have it is. So and the problem is that because they say dumb shit and y'all just roll with it because they're your fave or whatever, y'all just kind of roll with it and just support them blindly, and that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Y'all, all, we live in a society now where nobody wants to think for themselves. No. Nope. Everybody wants to follow a trend. Everybody wants to follow Because usually when you think for yourself, you get attacked because it's not what everybody else is saying. But I think also what happens now, though, is that you have a lot of people who, who, who view things a certain way, and now it's not. It's like, oh, if you view, if you go with the majority, then you're the sheep. You're the sheep. I'm. I'm. If you don't think like me, then something's wrong with you. Oh, you think Stay my woke. vaccines are okay, nigga? Shut the fuck up. There's <laughs> one guy on TikTok talking about, are you going back and forth about vaccines? Like, well, no. You know, a guy pointed out like these are the vaccines that your kids had to get for school. Blah blah. He's like, well, my kids have been immunized against those things, but those are not vaccinations. I'm like, what? Wait. No. Uh... Like this is nobody is people are stupid. I I that's funny because I joke with my sister. I said. This that new new um, um, lack of intelligence. Like this is like when we you know we used to see the Jetsons when we were kids and thought that was the future. This is the Jetsons future of stupidity. Like this is the future. Uh, this is the future idiocracy. Like this shit is a new level of like Super Saiyan level stupidity, and I'm tired of it. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of it. We are in a we're in a point in time where we have more access to information that is easily and readily available at any time from the fucking, people from hate your reading. fucking phone. Rather than you like taking five seconds to go research some shit and look up some shit and confirm some shit, but they don't do that. You would much rather. Yeah, just they, go they with want what, you they go with what you feel like, what you already feel. Oh, I'm going to do my research, but then I do one lick of research. Be like, well, my cousin and them said. Your, your research can't be somebody else who already agrees with you and agrees with your already your existing biases. It's just, it's, you people have to have a critical thought and unfortunately critical thinking in this world. But I society. think a lot of people who who don't do their research to it because it, they they probably are not educated enough to understand. Well, it's, what it's the that, but a lot of times, too. but a lot of it is just not even wanting to take forth the effort because they also know that it's probably going to disagree with what they believe, and then yeah. and then they'll try to chalk that up as like, no, it's just them trying to sell a narrative. It's not that I'm wrong. It's just that they are trying to push push this agenda, and it's like no critical thought in this today's society is falling apart and is being attacked on a daily fucking basis, and at this point. I'm fed the fuck up. Well, so, and but I will say though, the media, the media's job is to the media's job is to get y'all to watch. That's the media's job. The media's job is to get y'all to pay attention. 
their job is to get y'all. Their job is not always to give you accurate information. Yeah, that's the their thing. job is to dump a bunch of stuff on you and not give you a say so one way or the other. Unless of course you're watching the uh, one that's leaning a certain way and biases like Fox News or certain ones like that, <laughs> MSNBC or whatever. So they're all we all have people have inherent biases and they just play to them and that's fine. That's what you do. It's no different. It's literally the the tenant of sales. I was in sales for a very long time. Sales is about manipulation. It just is. Mm-hmm. It's manipulating the person into believing that it was their their idea to even purchase this or something like that, or speaking to what bot what what you know you know asking the right question and speaking to what makes it gonna make them tick click. That's what it. That's what it boils. That's what yeah, sales has they, always been. You gotta get that sale. That's what the whole idea of marketing and sales is, and that's really what they're doing. They're looking at the internet and say, "Oh shit, when we post stuff like this, this is when people care, and this is when they react to stuff, and we want to get the most engagement as we possibly can on social media and stuff like that. So that means we gotta give y'all some bullshit, and so be it." That's mm-hmm. what y'all gonna run with. The fucking Fox News has been selling this whole anti-vax mandate bullshit all the time yeah. when all them niggas are vaccinated. So what the fuck is the point? Yep. Y'all have a mandate at y'all fucking job. All you niggas are vaccinated, so you but y'all really niggas vaccinated. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, it's my right, it's my body, my choice. I say, yeah, it's funny how y'all always preach my body, my choice, except when it comes to women. Mm-hmm. Now y'all want to say in that though. Make a fucking mind. Like it's whatever fits y'all there. So like I said, critical thought. Is is being under is under attack because nobody wants to think for themselves. Everybody wants to be a part of a group and want to follow a trend or follow whatever uh, thing makes more sense to them for whatever reason. And nobody wants to think for themselves. And I'm tired of it. I'm tired of I'm tired of having these debates with people and having these discussions with people who don't who don't can't think past them fucking selves. Because at the end of the day, and I'm gonna make this clear one more time, you getting your choices all have consequences. And let's be clear, you choosing not to get a vaccine does not just affect you; it affects, it affects everyone everybody. around you. Some if you have a kid and somebody sends their sick kid to school, you are not gonna be happy. How is this any different? That being said, I'm gonna end the podcast right there. Um, because Ashley has a heart out. Um whatever that means. I have actually have an She has a place to go at a certain time. I have an industry event that I'm going to. We're going to she be talking like she like that bitch, and she really is. Hey, what did I say about that word? No, but I used it in the Of course, I know I used it in derogatory. Calm down. Yeah, but you, you, you already know how I feel. Now you're bitching. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, bitching, bitching, bitching. But um, anywho, yes, because I, I'm, a, I am that girl. I am that deal. Thank you. Not really. Um, that being said, I am Will K the King. You can follow me on uh, Will K the King on Instagram and Twitter. Follow the podcast Down with the King Pod on Instagram. DWCK Pod on um, Twitter. Follow Ashley on Ashley K A. I'm sorry, that's Ashley K A Y on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um. And now, you can email the podcast down to kingpodcast.gmail.com. Till next time, we bid you adieu. Bye. Sayonara. Konnichiwa. Uh, uh, Arriva Dirty and all that bullshit. Bye, bitches. <laughs>